Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. That means one more day that Instagram has got better with its tributes to all subsumus uh, con. All subs to Miss Prime? Thank you. All yeah. subs to Miss Prime. Isn't that a sweet thing to do? Have you seen any of this stuff on social media? Only all of it. I am soaking it all in. There's a, Griff, there's a, like whenever, um, like whenever Princess Diana passed away and they put up a memorial, there's a Princess Diana memorial to, I saw to it. Uh, Optimus <laughs> Primo. It's so New Mexican. It's incredibly New Mexican. It has Virgin Mary candles around it and <laughs> yep, stuff. It does. Did you see Someone, it? I think, even laid an actual doll there an actual iron man yeah. um, figurine there there's an eight by ten photo of the iron man and then there's an actual iron man doll there. i think some i think people should start printing out their personal pictures that they've actually went and made an effort to go take their picture and start making poster you know like a poster I, of everybody's so picture i went through my camera roll to find exactly what you're talking about griff i was like what are the odds of me having one and i have one of like a home free person doing some weird stuff that I took a photo of in uh, Optimus Primo is in the background. Like when a dog mistakes a fire hydrant for something it's not? <laughs> yes. Like that? Like that kind of homeless activity? That's not so dissimilar from what I'm describing. Or like a dog on the edge of a couch. Like which one? There's, uh, all right, I can see from this photo, there's like you said, the Iron Man toy. There's an Iron Man Funko Pop. Okay. There's a lone rose in a Voss. Uh-huh. In a Voss. There's Wait, how big is the rose in the Voss? Um, this rose has thorns. Like a full-size rose? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because it, at the gas station, usually around Zuni, they sell these little uh, glass romantic roses. That, that is also here. Okay. Those are, those are actually just crack pipes. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this rose is like rose from Titanic. Oh, this like one, a real rose. This one's big. Okay. A multiple Virgin Mary and your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uh, scented candles. Multiple right. of that. There's yeah. a lot of that. Um, the skater all, community calls it Jesus wax. Jesus wax. Okay, yeah. there you go. Then there's um, a, a, a rosemary. Is that what that's called? A rosary? Rosary. So there's a rosary yeah. here. So that's weird. A cow, uh, I believe this is green chili chicken enchiladas. Somebody's left a... A, just a, just a, do they think Mexican Santa is coming to the memorial? Yes, that's also here. There's uh, this one's gonna sound weird. Well, that's to send him on to the afterlife. It, it's, yeah, that's what it's got to be. It's like whenever the Egyptians would put two like pittance on your eyes, mm-hmm. and they would say, "This is I don't know what I don't know what Egyptian money is called. I'm calling it pittance. I don't know." Okay, that's you, not what that word means, but what, cool. What is what is Egyptian like money called? Like a rupee or yeah, something yeah, weird like, or something. Oh, yeah, that's that, India. That's uh, we don't know our money. Uh, yeah, like a rupee. <laughs> What's a rupee? Uh, also, there's just like a big ass brick. I don't know if that's to hold down the state of New Mexico flag that all of this is set atop of. I love that. Yeah, like they put like a little. 
a placemat thing out for it. There's a there's a physical like a prayer rug. Yeah, it's like a prayer rug. Yeah, you got yeah. a prayer rug just laying there. I think it's a state of New Mexico flag, but you can't see the Zia because it's covered up with a gigantic Chris Angel inspired cross, like a giant Chris Angel Gothic inspired cross inspired wooden yeah, cross. For sure, yeah. That is, and then there's a boom box next to it that just plays Sarah McLaughlin's in the arms of an angel um, on repeat. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a super good one. Uh, Someone needs, like, Graphic Connection needs to come out with shirts now with, like, R.I.P. Iron Man yeah. with, like, you know, the whole it's, old English letters. There's, there's also uh, in the our, back our here. Our friend Scott Cregan of Graphic Connection, by yeah. the way, any of your graphic needs. Regularly yeah, like supports connections. Yeah. human He on. makes the he, best shirts. He might be too busy and, like, too professional to really get into this right, Iron right. Man stuff, but I can see, like, a gorilla graphics or like some or that one in the mall middle school yeah, project correct yeah, just the one in the mall make some like airbrushed ones on the spot and go <laughs> yes. sell them there yes. there are mold and weed, and weed. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's just selling all burritos and pre-rolls oh, i bet you if you like look in closer <laughs> i'm sure someone probably left a a cannabis um, a cigarette there. Oh, uh, yeah, like a vape one? <laughs> yes, yeah, any, for sure. any form. Now, there's this one I'm kind of into. There's a cult, there's a 40 ounce of Colt 45. <laughs> so I think that's a nice. poured out. Yeah, and then a wrapped around the top of it where like you would take the bottle cap off. There's a tied bandana. And I think that is <laughs> so sweet. That's incredibly fitting to very this. Thoughtful. I think that's a very cool thing. There's also a pair of glasses. With an affixed clown nose. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like an oversized, like funny glasses where the eyeballs come out on slinkies. Do you know what I'm talking about, Van? Oh, sure, 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 That's sure. That's here. That is part of this memorial. Yeah, I don't get that connection, but I appreciate the effort. Right. We need someone to come in and do like the Easter eggs. Like what does each one really mean? Yeah, I agree with that. There. Are, well, and also, um, I guess someone has erected a very small wailing wall. And people have put their wishes into it. For sure. So that is a thing for Optimus mm-hmm. uh, Primo to, or what was it, Iron, Iron, um, what what name do we come with? Iron Marcel, Iron Marcel, mm-hmm. to to grant your wishes. Iron Mateo, that's what it was. Yeah. Iron Mateo. Iron, <laughs> iron, no, Iron Manual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's very iron good. Iron Manuel. So Iron. Iron Ombre. Yeah, that's also good. There's multiple Gideon's Bibles stacked up, so I believe they were probably stolen. I don't believe that people would bring all of this on their own. This is a crazy photo, as I keep describing it. It just There's this, I don't know what the connection is to UNM, but Lobo Louie is there taking pictures with that's kids. That's different. That's yeah. a different thing. That, that's, that's really there. nice of him, though. Someone erected what looks to me to be like an overly fancy aquarium. And I don't know how long these fish are going to survive without air circulation, and it's cold. But it looks good. It looks it's like a really cool looking. That's well, okay. It's just goldfish from the fairgrounds. That's well, and also what if they just put the malt liquor in there that we described earlier? <laughs> so the yeah. So if you're down at the intersection of Fourth and Central, uh, stop by, drop off what apparently uh, Fourth and lo- Lomas. Lomas. Yeah, Fourth and Lomas. I apologize. Drop off what looks. To, it looks to me like a lot of people are stopping on their way to Goodwill. And the stuff that they would <laughs> donate to Goodwill, because there's like, Just there's, it there. yeah, there's like old hydro flask bottles here. I'm like that. There's going to be an that, old Walkman, right? How does this celebrate? What what is this power cord to? Why do I need to buy it? <laughs> this, but that's what this has become. It has become a. It's become a take and a give. Like you take what you need and you leave what you don't want. <laughs> it's a community <laughs> library. Yeah. 
Also, if you're going to stop by the memorial, 505-246-06, uh-huh. check in with the boys. Send us more pictures. Yeah, yeah. We, need, we need updates. There's a fishnet <laughs> bag of old wine corks. Like what? So what someone what? should have done, instead of leaving the Iron Man in the box... They should have, like, super glued him standing in the spot where that's, the big one yeah, used to be. That's very smart, Greg. <laughs> Look, if they don't build a bigger, better Iron Man in that exact same spot... They failed everyone. Burkenos will riot. Yeah. You can't tell if they're rioting or not in that part of town, but some part of town, you can yeah. tell that people will riot. Well, and then, hear me out, then we need leadership at the top of this state to just build that wall right around it to protect it from traffic. That's the thing that's so very important in this situation. Take it a step further. I want Albuquerque... Tesla coil. To come you get out. anywhere close to it, just... Another thing that should be taken from this is, I don't know if you've ever been at that light, they definitely need a turn signal. We need a turn. All right, so here's what we need. We need Albuquerqueans to rally around 4th and Lomas. Van, you will lead. Get okay. the megahorn. Okay. You will lead them, and you will say, first of all, the turn signal thing that Griff just said. But then get all these Albuquerqueans to chant, build that wall. And then you will have it protected moving forward. But the guys who design the Iron Man mishear it, and they just make a giant Disney's Wally. Yeah, that's a good Instead answer. Of Iron yeah. Man, it's, it's Wally now. I'm into that. Yeah. And it's actually, they mishear that, mm-hmm. and they build from the acclaimed 1980 success, Short Circuit, they build Johnny Five. Which is just OG Wally. Which Let's is be OG, real yeah. yeah. With, with also uh, Steve Gutenberg, I believe, is in that. I don't know if we should associate Build That Wall and New Mexico together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Griff, you are why punchlines were. Name. <laughs> you are too good at this. Gonna have a good program today. Grip, did I lose your microphone? Are you still with me? Oh, yeah, I was okay, chewing. Sorry. So. Sweet. No, that's, <laughs> okay. Sweet. We're gonna have a good program today. Joining us in about five minutes will be head coach of your UNM Lobos football team. That's Danny Gonzalez. He'll be with us because the university put out their schedule today, and there's uh, there's one big surprise on this schedule. Same. There's one big surprise to me, and we're going to talk about that. Obviously, we'll talk about all the big matchups. We'll talk about how the season opens, when it opens, and we'll talk about when it closes and who's is against everything in between. We break down the release of the Lobo football schedule with head coach Danny Gonzalez. Uh, also, you know I live in the world of athletics, collegiate athletics a little mm-hmm. bit. So I hear, um, are, you fam- are you familiar with scuttlebutt or hubbub? Are you familiar with these two things? Scuttlebutt? Yeah, so I hear a little scuttlebutt sometimes. Okay. And that the sounds s- like from The Little Mermaid. Thingamajig? That'd be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to be where the people are. I want to see. Want to see them dancing. <laughs> I want to Wa- walk on those. That's not the words. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm Walking around in there. What do you call them? <laughs> little Disney me was a dude. Little hey. Disney me could go. I don't remember that song. All it's I remember when well, she don't, was in her cave. That's the worst one. That's all I remember. I think that one's an appropriation now. I believe that would get you canceled. Really? Yeah. Because it says the c word. Unda. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's Australian. You can't have a hard R. Just unda. Is that why? Lightning and the thunder and the thunder. There you go. Dana Gonzalez, when we get back to break down the Lobo schedule, it's two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are, of course, powered by the YMCA of Central New Mexico, where we start every single day. Don't forget that the weekend is for New Mexico Vodka. That is Teller's Vodka. Also, today, we'll do today's I-9 Varsity. I don't know what it is yet. We'll figure that out throughout the course of the program. We've been on a roll of hitting it in the opening. 
Like, we could have easily done the Anna and Varsity of Things Left at Memorials because I just created a fabulous... We did them on the spot. Yeah, I just lied. You get a double Varsity. I just... <laughs> the first two things you said were true. Yes. And then after that, we just started lying yes. to you. It was weird when somebody individually unwrapped all those lifesavers and just sprinkled them around in front. That was the, the weirdest one they gonna did. It's going to attract ants. Yeah. Is that, this is how you get ants. Do you want ants? You want ants? This is how you get ants. Yeah. Okay, Griff, good answer. Mm-hmm. Super good answer. Don't forget that Van is getting strong with Evolve Strong. Danny Gonzalez, whenever we get back, it's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Miss the opening drive with Jeff Simbietta and JJ Buck. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Everyone knows when the rejoin says the sports animal, the animal in question is a lobo. Everyone knows that. Oh, for sure. Because everyone's a lobo. Woof, woof, woof. Including baby. head coach of your New Mexico Lobos, Danny Gonzalez, who's joining us on the program. Let's go, coach. Yeah. What's up, guys? How are you? I mean, that was a pretty good introduction off the top of my head right there. I'm just saying. That, that was outstanding. <laughs> Thank you. I just, that's, <laughs> I'm coachable. I'm coachable, guys. Big uh, big football schedule came out today, Coach. Do you want to tell jokes first, or do you want to ask the one serious question that I have? Well, I mean, you want joke? What do you want to do? You want to do some stand-up comedy? We want to talk football? You tell me, and we'll go either direction. Let's see this. i got one serious question. We've had a bunch of back-and-forth conversations about if the New Mexico State game would happen it is happening, and it's happening on September the 16th. Talk to me, Coach, about how important it is to you and this program that that rivalry is still intact. Well, there's a couple of great things happening that day. I mean, I think it's super important that that game is played. Um, obviously, it needs to be in the right environment. It needs to be safe for everybody that's involved. I thought there were some questions about that last year, obviously, and, and that's why some of the things transpired. But I know we have a great plan. Uh, we always do to keep our event safe, so we'll go down that path. And on September 16th, that game will be played. That's also going to be the uh, Real Grand Down Syndrome Buddy Walk day. Oh, we did it like last that. year against UTEP, but it'll be coinciding with the football games. We'll have the Buddy Walk in the afternoon, and a lot of our Down Syndrome uh, young children that have or adults, it doesn't matter. Uh, anybody that's welcome, they'll be a part of the pregame festivities. We'll introduce them during the game. So it's going to be an outstanding opportunity to have a whole bunch of things going on that day uh, against that school down south. Coach, can we talk a little bit about how the sausage was made in between these two rivals, the universities, the athletics departments, getting together and deciding that the fans deserve to have this because, going to be honest, Coach, I went on this program saying these fans deserve a slap on the wrist. You don't know what you got till it's gone. You deserve punishment. But here you go, September 16th, at home, rivalry. How did this happen? Well, you, you know, I mean, give President Oaks and Eddie and, and David and everybody, our administration, uh, they're, they're going to do what's best for UNM Athletics. And as much despising stuff that I talk about the, the school down south, uh, I want that game to be played. I mean, as much as, I mean, Coach Gill's a friend of mine. He's done a phenomenal job. Uh, it's part of the, I mean, I can't stand him because I'm from here. I played against them, grew up. But, you know, that makes, that's what makes that deal special. That one makes playing against them that much more fun. And, and if everybody would take it with a grain of salt, of you don't have to like each other, especially when you're competing against each other. But Boom. outside of outside of sports and athletics, it, we're still all human beings, and and that part of it 
people forget. So I know our administration's done a great job to make sure that that game will be able to be played and it'll be a good environment. And it's going to be a great crowd, I can tell you that. Coach, how long does it take to drive an equipment truck to UMass? Like, that's <laughs> well, like 3,000 miles away, right? You know, normally our equipment trucks try and leave on Thursday. That ain't happening. No. So they'll <laughs> leave on Tuesday. We'll have to do uh, – and Ashley Novak and, and Jackie uh, – May, they do a great job in our equipment department of making sure, I mean, we're going to have to fly our shoulder pads there, so they'll do a good job of packing those things up. But the biggest thing, and, and I don't know if you looked at that part of the schedule, those guys that are driving the semi-truck, they got to drive all the way to UMass, they got to drive all the way back, and we go to Laramie the next week. So there's a chance that truck's going straight from uh, Massachusetts to Wyoming. So that'll be an interesting part of the schedule right there. Save me some frequent flyer miles for the squad. That's it, yeah. Put, yeah hey, share some. Put a Timelapse camera <laughs> on the front of the truck. Just get the whole trip. Like, that's... I Absolutely. Mean, that's the like that's the country. That's the entirety of this country. <laughs> Open it up against Texas A&M on September the 2nd. That is away. Back-to-back home games after that. Tennessee Tech and New Mexico State. Two on the road. UMass and Wyoming. Two at home. San Jose State and Hawaii. Then on the road at Nevada. At home, UNLV. Away at Boise. Away at Fresno. Home at Utah State. I did not mention San Diego State, Coach. You know, we don't get with uh, with eliminating divisions. And with now there's a three-year rotation. So we'll play Boise State and San Jose State every single year. Uh, as the schedule goes forward. San Diego State, Air Force, and Colorado State are not on this venture of the schedule. That, uh, that'll be a two-year rotation. Okay. Uh, we'll play them again in two years. So in 24, we will go to San Diego State. Uh, but every year you'll see Boise and San Jose State. And, I mean, I love the fact that Boise is on our schedule every single year. That's exciting. It should be exciting for the people around here. Yeah. So I think yeah. the, the idea between, between the behind the no divisions Gives you your best chance to put your best two teams in the conference championship, especially with the amount of money that the New Year's Six Day Bowls are, are creating. Right, and you know everybody's going to get an opportunity to play, and and it'll it'll shape out when we get to uh, November fourth. Everybody will have an idea of what they have to do to position themselves to be in the championship game. And our league was very competitive from top to bottom last year. I mean, we were we were zero eight league, and we had an opportunity to win several conference games. We've obviously, I think we've done a really good job through recruiting, and Coach Vincent and, and the new offensive staff has done a phenomenal job with install so far. So I think there's a lot of optimism, and the schedule's great. You're never away from home more than two weeks or never on the road uh, for two weeks. So it's a great balanced schedule with an opportunity to compete at a high level. It seems like a more favorable schedule this year. I see some more W's for your program this year. How do you think it stacks up against what you guys are bringing to the table this year? Well, I think it's a very competitive schedule. I think it gives us an opportunity. Uh, I'm really excited about our football team. Uh, we obviously, we have 26 new transfers on, transfers on campus there right now that started the mid-year. There you go. Uh, the, the best part of that is that the majority of our team that we've been trying to set this foundation of what the expectation is, the own-it mentality that we use within our program. I mean, the effort, the attitude, the want to, what is that, how is it described? They have really helped the transition of these new kids to join in to – how we do things on a daily basis. Now, we've added some significant talent to that mix, which gives you a lot better chance, one, to be a better football coach, to be a better football team. But getting those guys to gel and what we've done in a short time uh, is real exciting. And if anybody wants to have the opportunity, we scrimmage tomorrow morning at 9, but Monday night at 6 o'clock, come on out to the spring game and see the kids that we have, see what's going on, see what's flying around, check out the new quarterbacks we have. 
there's a lot of opportunity to see a lot of exciting things. There's going to be a season ticket uh, event out there on Monday night. So why not start getting hype? I mean, our basketball team has a big game tomorrow night against Colorado State to finish it off. We're going to go out there. We're going to win the Mountain West Tournament, get back to the NCAA yeah. Tournament, and let's keep this momentum going. I don't feel the way that Van feels, Coach. I think I see six teams here that went to bowls last year. <laughs> like this looks like a this looks like a crazy hard schedule. Am I am I looking at it with just weird colored eyes compared to Van? Well, you know, I think that's the, that that gives you the the strong and the validity of our validity of our league. I think we have a great football conference, and I think we need to do some more to promote it. Now, obviously, uh, New Mexico needs to do their part to help booster this league up. And I think this schedule gives us the opportunity. I mean, we played at Texas A&M two years ago, and I told you I thought our football team was was scared going in there. I don't think they had any thought that they could compete with those guys. Mm -hmm. And after we gave up two touchdowns in two minutes, uh, we played them okay for the rest of the game. Obviously not competitive. The score was 34-0. I think our kids are really, really excited to go into College Station and show people who we are as a football team and then set the the groundwork for the rest of the season. Lobos men's basketball scored – 94 against Fresno State. Are you guys going to get hit triple digits against Tennessee Tech? Good question. <laughs> well, come on now. <laughs> we have 12 points a game, so I'm going to go into Coach Vincent's office tomorrow and tell him that Van Nunley said they're going to put a triple digit. I mean, I think I heard a former ball coach around here talking about adding an extra digit on the scoreboard. We're not doing that. We're going we're to get better. We're going to be better by the time we play Tennessee Tech, and then we'll continue to get better as a football team and have an opportunity to win there and continue to go on as we go down the schedule. I want to go a little inside football for the friends of the show. I know with the validity of the conference and in your Lobo football team that the games with Fox and CBS and kind of the way all that works, you could have kind of like some movement day-to-day here, right? How early do you find out if it's a Friday or a Saturday or a what? Is that set ahead of time? Is that week-to-week? Does that – Give upheaval to to game planning. So the next over the next three weeks, uh, Fox will have their distribution, and CBS Sports will have their distribution. And then, if anybody wants to pick up games on the third market, they will. We'll know which games will be moved at that time. We okay. have an opportunity to put our opinion in on which games we should or should not have done that way. Uh, like I, I told them, I, I'm really not interested in moving the Wyoming game because that would be one less day ex- with a cross country travel, so things like that. Right. Ultimately, TV is going to do whatever the heck TV wants to do, and you just show up and play when they tell you to play. Now, the times of the games are usually decided with a 10-day window before the game, but we'll know which games get moved over the next three weeks. Uh, and I would guess um, I would guess up to three, maybe four games will be moved from Saturday, which I really am not a fan of because of high school football, but I really we're going to play wherever they tell us and whatever they tell us, and, and we'll show up and compete. Last one of the year is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, which I think is the best sports weekend of the year. Is that like a hype thing for you, or am I just the kind of guy that likes leftovers in football? Boom. I think it's, I think that's a, a great deal. I think Friday afternoon games, when, when we were growing up, it was Oklahoma-Nebraska every Friday at noon after Thanksgiving. Yep. Well, the, the conference realignments completely ruined that. So hmm. now uh, you've got an opportunity. Last, last year we had an opportunity to play uh, on Friday. Two years ago it was on Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll go and, and I'm, I'm guessing that'll be one of the games that's moved because most of our league games are moved that day, but we'll see. And if it is on Friday afternoon, if we have a competitive football team with a, with a decent record, we'll have a good crowd there. How's, uh, coach Vincent settling in? How's this new offense looking? Uh, really excited about what we're doing. First off, it's the players. I mean, DJ Washington 
is going to be some serious trouble for a lot of opponents. I mean, he's big. He's got unbelievable hands and the ability to go up and make competitive catches. But my favorite part about the young man is how he tries to just kill you when he blocks you, which is, I mean, it's a personality that has been contagious amongst that group. Caleb Medford from TCU transfer, uh, he had a really good scrimmage last Saturday. I mean, he's got some speed that can go over the top and once again go up and make competitive catches. But we've got some quarterbacks that can get him the ball. I mean, Dylan Hopkins has, has got a chance to be a special player. D.C. and Devin Dampier uh, have had a really good spring so far. And then Aiden Armenta, the local kid who has been at a time, I mean, he's Stud. done all the practices that he can be. We're excited about him coming in. So that room is, is deeper than it's been. And then we've added a couple kids on defense, both up front, and Gabe Lopez, uh, D. Lyman from Washington State, and then Diarco Perkins and McAllister. Uh, might be one of the most talented safeties I've ever been around in my 20 years of coaching, which is is real exciting. At the end of spring practice, you're going to know what about this squad? Uh, we're going to know our deficits, where we need to hit uh, in recruiting over the next uh, two months, because we've still got an opportunity to fill some spots from some late qualifiers that we can get in here before the summer. Uh, I know we're probably going to look for a, uh, another offensive lineman to create some depth there. I think we've solidified four guys on the offensive line that we feel really, really good about. We're, we need to find one more for some competition. We have the three coming in that we signed in, in January. And then recognizing where we're deficient and find some depth uh, over the next couple of months. And those guys can enroll in school before summer school and have all summer uh, to have a chance to learn what we do and get themselves acclimated to have a chance to play. Coach, appreciate you taking the time, brother. Oh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys wanting to talk about football in March. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. And, and I'm as I'm as big a Lobo basketball fan as, as anybody around here. I mean, Lobo sports in general. I mean, I love all of them. And with the excitement that that Richard and and those guys have created, uh, our women's basketball team's on a roll right now. They're going into the conference on a hot tournament and going to Vegas is a great opportunity. I mean, we've got the opportunity to get back to the NCAA tournament, which. Both of them have the opportunity to win. I mean, UNLV women's basketball team is playing at an unbelievable high level, but you can't win them all. And so we've got an opportunity to knock them off with our women. And then our men, I have a really good feeling over the next few weeks about, uh, I mean, over the next few days about them having a chance to get to the NCAA tournament again. I mean, that is awesome. We were out at the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago, Coach, and we ran into Brian Urlacher. And so it was like, hey, Brian, come on the show or whatever. And the first thing he says is, only if we're talking about Gonzo. And we, we, both, we go, who is Gonzo? And as it turns out, uh, uh, there you go, Coach. Now we know. We know you got, the, you got nicknames of guys that aren't us. So that's, that's kind of a cool thing, I guess. Jealous. I'm super jealous. Well, me, me, and, uh, me and Brian were, were roommates in college. So we've got all kinds of stories uh, for each other, from each other, about each other. I mean, we had quite a bit of fun. Uh, and in those days, there weren't cell phone cameras recording everything you did. So <laughs> there's, there, there, people can dispute and say what they want, but we had a good time, but we never, we didn't get in trouble. So uh, Brian is a, is a great guy. And, and you know, I, the, the great thing about Brian, uh, obviously he was a really good football player, and he understands the game and how it needs to be played. If you want to be a better, better coach, you get better players, and that's the bottom line. And so I think we've done some of that during recruiting, and the only way to, to do is to go out there and play football on Saturdays and, and show people what we've done. Coach Gonzalez, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, Coach. Absolute best. He's the absolute best, Griff. What a dude. How fortunate we are. Also, I don't know how to hang up the phone line over here, Griff. This happens to me every time. <laughs> I think it's the button sticky.
this phone line keyboard reminds me of like grade school keyboarding class. And it's like. Oh, it reminds me of like I, trying to be like a court reporter. Yes, that is what it reminds me of. When we started here, which is four years ago. That's crazy. I legit thought that was a prop to make it look more like a radio studio. Like an old. I didn't old, think it was real. Like an old timey. Yeah. I like, we've evolved past yeah. this technology. Yeah. Hey, crank the lever there. It's, it's <laughs> funny that you say that because we were watching an Elvis documentary on um, New Mexico PBS the other night, and my son was laughing at the equipment back there in like the background. I was like, reel to reel and stuff. Yeah, I was like, um, I use that, not the reel to reel. I was like, but that's how I record stuff on my computer. And that's I was like, so that's funny. ours. And he thought it was all like fake. That's how like, we nope, put Coach G on the program. <laughs> Whenever we get back, our reaction to Coach G being on the program and this Lobo schedule. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. There are two teams that are making the tourney, and you shouldn't bet on them. I'll tell you who this Saturday, starting at 7 a.m., with name three players on The Sports Animal. It's kind of crazy to me, Griff, how after we have Coach Gonzalez on, I'm like, oh, this show goes really fast. Like, sometimes when it's just you and Van, I feel like I'm really laboring to carry the show and my back hurts, and it's just a lot of, like, hard work. And then, but then a guy like Coach Gonzalez shows up, and he just says all the right things, and he knows what to talk about, and he just does such a good job. That opening your job easy. It, well, that part is true. Also, if after all these years that happens once, I'm into that. I had a friend the other day say, are you ready for the show? I said, you're 20. Yeah. Stay ready. Opening up at Texas A&M and College Station, that is about as tough of a card that you can be dealt off the top or bottom of this deck. Um, if the Lobos were to come out 1-0 and to start the season, um, this is already the most successful season you've seen in some time as Texas A&M is no joke. The Tennessee Tech game, is kind of a tough one, I think, for the Lobos because that could be a trap one because after that one is the New Mexico State game. So what you don't want to do is you don't want to struggle on the road at College Station, then host Tennessee Tech, struggle with they because you're looking at New Mexico State. So you're Let's, let's keep it very, very real here, Fred. Yeah. Texas A&M. It's about as hard as it gets to start. You want everybody coming out of that game healthy. Yep. And you want to make sure that check doesn't bounce. And then we start our season. I need half of that check up front. Yes. I need the other half in a cashier's afterwards. How is your credit? The Tennessee Tech. No crypto. Right. <laughs> the Tennessee Tech game, again, trap game. Cannot stress this enough. If you're looking ahead to New Mexico State. Because you want them so bad. Because you want them so bad. Want them so bad this year. And then Coach Gonzalez alluded to it, the New Mexico State game on the 16th. Coach Gonzalez alluded to it. It's going to be a very safe environment. Oh, it's going to be the safest of all time. And I hate that that's a conversation that we had to have, but it's the most necessary conversation you could have as it relates to this thing. Look, 
Lobo fan, Aggie fan, you need to thank both of these athletic departments because I don't think you deserve it. Me and you had talked literally last week about how we didn't know. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen. We had asked people. Yeah. So what's the – literally, Griff, I said this. I said to people from both institutions, I said, hey, what's the temperature on this? Just give me the temperature. And I, w- I was getting stonewalled. And then I would say this phrase. I would say, off the record. Mm-hmm. That didn't even work. Yeah. That always works. Yeah. The way at UMass will be you cheer as hard as you've ever cheered respectfully. Mm-hmm. You you understand Correct. that this is just fandom. This is just an alma mater. This is just where you're from. This is a young group of student athletes who are playing a game. This is not this should never ever no. lead to violence. You should never Act like an idiot around tens of thousands of people. Don't do it. Let this be an example going forward on how amazing this rivalry can be. The UMass game will be very tough. I, I think this is the farthest Albuquerque has ever traveled to play an opponent. That's dirty. Dog, going all the way to Massachusetts and then Wyoming. It's a thir- seven days later. It's like a thirty-hour truck drive. Nick, I know the players aren't on the equipment truck, but I'm just sure. trying to put this into perspective. For yeah, you. that's that's three ten hour days. That's a long time to drive. Oh, you know they got some OGs that are going to work in shifts. You think that truck? That? I had trucks only stopping for gas on the way there. Hey, with the way these trucks are nowadays, I don't, even, I don't even know if you have to stop for gas. Yeah, they got like a. That's an excellent point. I think you get across the country in like one like. 505-246-0610, the Sports Animal Hotline. Are if you, you are an over-the-road truck driver. Especially if you're in a truck right now. If you're, yeah. Can you, are you listening right now yeah. in a 16, 18-wheeler? Breaker, breaker. Can you do a little horn honky yeah. boy for Oh, if you call the show and do a hoo-hoo and a hoo-hoo. I'll go, wait. Is that a Nelly song? It was uh, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Okay, never mind. It's R. Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Please, we would love to have that happen. I would love right to now. have that. 505-246-0610. And give us your hot takes yeah. on the Lobos. Can I get a toot-toot? <laughs> okay, now I'm with you. I, I, miss, I miss it the first beep, time. going to be honest, I missed it the first time. Why? Because you are running your hands through your fro, bouncing on 20 foes? Because <laughs> you said you'd be ready? You know, since R. Kelly's antics, I tend to forget his lyrics a little more because yeah. I don't listen to him as well, often. That's because he's been blacklisted. He's on. He got canceled. I think it's twenty twenty three. It's just called listed. He got listed. Yeah. He so he got canceled at all karaoke's at all bars. So he's on the canceled list. Were we the last people to karaoke R. Kelly uh, before his trial? I mean, somebody's calling the program right now. We I, did the remix to Ignition. I very much hope in Hawaii. Griff, all right, who is on the phone there, Griff? Please tell me it's a truck driver. I'm about to be so happy. All right, let's go, Dean. Dean, welcome to the program. Oh, hey, guys. I didn't know I was already on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not a truck driver. We're hoping for truck driver Dean. Oh, this is Dean Leninger from the YMCA. (laughs) At the YMCA. Yeah, Yeah. so you said Dean, it's Dane. Dane, we're going to put you back on hold and we're going to bring you back. That's so funny. So Dane Leninger is going to join us after the break from the YMCA. Griff, you're so silly. Oh man, I got so excited! Yeah, I thought we were gonna. Oh, I thought it was a truck driver. By the way, I just thought about this. Yeah, we don't get enough truck drivers on the program. Well, hold up, this is going to be a concerted effort. Here's the problem with our signal. 
Mm-hmm. It's like if you're coming to town, you get the signal west. Mm-hmm. Once you hit that little pass there, it gets tough because right. of the mountains. The mountains. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, the, the tower's on top of the mountain. Yeah. So it hit, it goes down, but then there's not, like, enough for it to reverberate off of. Right. It just kind of ends up whatever. So, and also, I think truck drivers are all serious XM now. Hmm. It's a good point. Because you just make it easier. Driving a tuck, truck all You don't want to distract from your driving your precious cargo. No. By having to touch a bunch of buttons. That's so funny. The Wyoming game will be tough. That will be insanely tough. The San Jose State game, I, I'm going to look at it right there and say at home, October 14th, that one, that's, a, that's a very winnable game Duh. for this Lobos team. W. The October 21st game against Hawaii, that's a very winnable game for this Lobos team. Does Hawaii have home games? I don't think they do. and I didn't They're, they're all travel team now, aren't oh, they? I didn't they don't wanna, have a stadium. I didn't want to say that when Coach Gonzalez was on because I, I didn't know. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, because I am also. <laughs> you find okay. It you, says they have home games. Well, where would they be played at? Okay, better question. I just don't know where they'd be played at. That's what I'm trying to get to. Their Aloha Stadium got literally shut down. It's demolished now, too, isn't it? Are they going to renovate it? They're playing in... See, I have no idea. This is not the most compelling radio of all time. The Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. Okay. So I don't... Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not. It's not what it used to be. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, but it's like a. There's a cool time lapse on it. I mean, it's a cool thing. It is the smallest stadium in all of the FBS. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Got cool weather. Where we get back from the break? <laughs> Aloha Stadium. They said renovations would cost at the least twenty-five mil. Three hundred and fifty. Oh no, that's and crazy. they said no. We we don't want that. We don't want that. We will have a new tiny stadium. Dane Leninger, whenever we get back, he is the sports and fitness director with the YMCA. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with they next week. they got a lot of cool upcomings. We're live from the Y next week, right, man? What day are we there? 7th? The 7th. Tuesday the 7th? Yeah. Be at the Y next week. It's tuning on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Are you amped? Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on, bro. The Jim Rome Show. Show. Weekdays at 10. On 95.9 FM and AM 610. The The Sports Sports Animal. Animal. Screaming Westside when we ride. Switching lanes in that old school. I don't know what's up with my microphone. It's because I started talking too fast. I also brought (laughs) Dane Leninger in too fast. I moved too fast. My name is Fred Slow. Change it to Fred Fast. And you better move fast on March the 6th for YMCA members or March the 7th for everyone else. It's summer camp is coming. Dane Leninger, welcome to the program, brother. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, yep, exactly what you said. Summer camp is coming. So we have a lot lot of promotions coming up. Um, our big one is starting Monday, uh, for members exclusively, it's registration begins for all of our summer camps, those, uh, huge variety of summer camps. My, my area again is, uh, sports. So we're going to be doing soccer, volleyball, and basketball. 
um, summer camps. Those are like week-long summer camps, and you come for about four hours a day and do skills and drills and work with really good coaches. So it's, it's going to be a good time. So let me clarify. We had you booked for 445. Yes. You are not yes. in an 18-wheeler right now. You are not doing that. You're not. not. sure. It's, you don't have a 53-foot a- box trailing behind your big rig. That was a past life, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you used to, used to do that. What? You used to drive trucks? Yeah, I used to have my CDL. I drove trucks for Halliburton. Director oh, cool. of Over-the-Road Transportation, Dane <laughs> Leninger, joining us from the YMCA. Hey, what was your go-to while you were in a truck? What, like, how did you, was it music? Did you, did you unsafely watch movies? What was like your, while you were in a Halliburton truck? Uh, you know, I was always kind of gripping the wheel, you know, you had, it was like 12 gears of shifting. So it was, it was pretty intense driving. I was always kind of nervous behind the wheel. So. Dan, can we talk a little bit about the YMCA 360 virtual platform and app? Because this is like a really handy tool. Cause I love the YMCA, both of the branches, even send a shout out up to Santa Fe too. I'm at both yeah. locations. But sometimes I'm busy, sometimes on the go, sometimes I can't make it there in person. With the app, you can just conjure up an exercise class whenever you want. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Super versatile, uh, easy on your phone or a tablet. Um, You can do, like, classes from cooking to Zumba to stretching and range of motion. Um, They they really have it all on YMCA, YMCA 360. With the camp coming up, I know you talked a lot about like basketball and soccer and volleyball and, and kind of all the things that are associated with it. Is If I send my fictional child to YMCA, if I send my child that does not exist yet to YMCA, yeah. if no, I send, well, no one's going to procreate with Fred. It's not, yeah. on, not on purpose. <laughs> if I send that child to the YMCA summer camp, they is it true they just have to only play basketball all day long and they don't get any opportunity to do anything else and they're stuck in a world of half-court disaster? No, not at all. Oh, I good. mean, it's, they they get to do multiple different things. With, with with our sports, we do scrimmages. We play, you know, all, all types of different games and keep them interested, do snacks and stuff like that. Um Lots of breaks, lots of lots of making friends. Really, it's kind of about making memories, making friends, um, and that's just with the sports camps. That's not even including all the specialty camps that are going to be coming up. That go from you know kids gone crafty. There's coding camps. There's top chef. We do disc golf camps. Um, tons and tons of options on our website. So, disc golf camp, huh? I think I got a new coach yeah, for you. That's new this year. Forrest Stolting of the Isotopes. You listening? Called called Dane. That would be the guy. That's the guy. Forrest Stolting who runs media relations for the Isotopes, Dane. He also runs statistics okay. for me for New Mexico Hounds University basketball. So he's up last weekend doing basketball games with me. We have all of Saturday before the basketball games at night. I'm like, what's up, Forrest? You want to like get lunch or do whatever? He's like, can't. Gonna play disc golf twice. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, this dude yeah. loves to disc. Community. Let's get him to volunteer. That's yeah. But also, he thinks it's disc golf, but then it's like kids gone crafty, and you're like, nice. yeah, you're like, forget it. This is this is a uh, this is a what, what's the one Griff where all the people do all this is a Pinterest party. Mm-hmm. That's what you say whenever he walks in. Uh-huh. 
Dane, what did we miss? What 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 are the prices? What's it cost um, yeah, to get in? No, I just want to really really nail down that it's a zero dollar joining fee, if you, and you Boom. can start on Monday. So zero dollar joining fee. You don't pay any dues until May first, um, and then sports and everything is included in that. So it's a really good deal. Love everything about it. Boom, Dane Linder, you're really yeah. good at this, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for calling early and tricking us, tricking us into thinking you're a truck driver. Yes. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, did is it? Tr- do truck drivers have beef while they're out there? Do they see other truck drivers and they're like, "Not passing me," yeah. or do I just think that as a guy in a regular sized truck who feels like I'm regularly stuck behind mm-hmm. two gigantic trucks? No, I th- I think everybody they try to be. Uh, it's like a a secret community. They're all friends. <laughs> nice. Dane's like, so I got out. I had to go. I had to go to the Y. Yeah. Yeah, he, he drove for Halliburton, yeah. though, so he kept cutting off Texaco drivers. Yeah, that's what got him. Texaco <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> You're the absolute best, brother. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good dude. Dane Leninger. Ex-truck driver. Yeah, Not former, current. Uh, no. Not currently in a truck. No. Currently, the director of sports and fitness at the, By the way, Central New Mexico. It's not just a one-segment feeler. If you are in a truck right now yes. and you could honk that horn, yes. if we can hear those air brakes hiss, Correct. we want you to call into the program. Just like Optimus Prime would if he had a cell phone. <laughs> Turn into a truck and call me. Optimus Prime is a truck. All sips to Miss Prime. Also, I don't know how we screwed up this Iron Man and the Optimus Prime thing so hard. That's like all the feedback I got. Was it? That's Iron Man, not Transformer. Transformer's the other one. Yeah. And they're like, why do you guys keep doing this? And we were like, well, we don't know. I was like, you don't get the show. Yeah. You don't think I messed that up on purpose? I don't know the difference between an Iron Man (laughs) and a man of iron. (laughs) To be fair. Um, To be fair. To be fair. It is made out of all car parts. There it is. A literal Transformer. How do you like that? From the live chat, it's Iron Man. Read a book. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. One hour in the books, Duke City. Griffin, you ever been in an 18-wheeler? I don't think I've ever... No, I don't think I have. What about like a really big truck? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it seems like it would be very hard to get up and out of that constantly. It's, it's very labor-intensive just getting in and out of a giant truck. Usually I have drop-down ladders. Oh, okay, yeah. I um I didn't get a CDL, but I got some kind of other license 
when I was, oh God, what was I, 19? The summer after freshman year of college, I drove around this air gas truck and I hauled around like oxygen and oh, okay, nitrous yeah, yeah, and like, big, yes, like welding supplies. It wasn't like an 18 wheeler, but it was a giant truck. With, with explosive a, material behind you, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They gave a 19-year-old stoner <laughs> a bunch of explosive materials to drive around to give to welders. <laughs> you know, the, the coolest thing about that job, besides not dying in a horrible crash and fiery flames, R.I.P. Paul Walker, um, is I learned how to twist those two big canisters. You've seen those big metal canisters that oxygen or helium or nitrous come in i could spin two of them and walk with them at the same time you like you you tilt them to the side and then the bottoms of them kind of overlap and you just like hold them out at a big x and you just take a step and you kick the bottom canister that's closest to you Uh and they roll together as one and all you have to do is just not make them go faster than you're going. Otherwise, they will fall down and explode and somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. Huh. I have a weird resume, Griffin. <laughs> right? Your secret talents. Yes. I've been an air gas truck driver. I've been a oil field paint tank striper. <laughs> that one's interesting. That's a huh. weird one. I got fully clothed, wow. like every square inch of my skin was covered with clothes or a face mask or goggles, and I would stripe oil tanks in the middle of the southeastern New Mexico desert in the middle of summer. That's ridiculous. It was what? awful, but it was like $20 an hour, and I was like 17, and it was like the oh, most money man. I've ever seen in my life. It was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, adults, wow, adults can't do that job because they will sweat to death. Well, it's weird because you sometimes you hear about jobs that you never even knew existed. Like I would never dream that that job even existed. You know, my funnest teenage job was I uh, worked for Domino's Pizza. Welcome back to the program. Manfred Fitzgerald Slow. Sorry, was that my second job? Okay, good. <laughs> I was a Domino's Pizza delivery driver, but delivering pizzas wasn't the big money maker, Griffin. You know what made me the big bucks? When I sold weed That's... while I was driving around <laughs> oh, delivering pizzas. <laughs> I wasn't the most moral, reputable human being that I am now, of course. I was almost going to go along the lines of, um, is it Patrick Dempsey's... Um, that love the, where he worked at the pizza joint and if the older ladies we obviously have no idea what you're talking about ordered mystic anchovies pizza? mystic are you talking about mystic no pizza? that's with julia, julia roberts, roberts. <laughs> but this one's got patrick dempsey and he's a pizza delivery driver and older ladies who want to date <gasps> younger oh, men yeah. and they order anchovies and, extra and he goes anchovies and then he's the lady lover, lover boy lover boy there yeah, you go okay i was thinking maybe you were gonna go that route of your delivery boy route uh rest in peace super close to that i was a <laughs> exotic dancer for two weekends what i was a nude model in college for like an art class yeah 
Sweet. Yeah, that was like I've a weird thing. Too. Yeah, that was a super weird thing. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't hate it. What you what you miss while you're doing your other job yeah. is I was talking about being a truck driver. I was a truck driver for a summer. I'd haul around air gas supplies. Also, it wasn't at my other job. I was eating cello grill okay. in the break room. It's delicious. Excellent. The sweet deal tomorrow is cello grill. I don't have a read in front of me, but go to the website, sportsamble.com, click on the sweet deal. Do it like first thing in the morning. Cause you can get, I think yeah, it's, it's like 9 o'clock, I think. It yeah, goes on. it's like 50% off. It's delicious. You get like $50 worth of gift certificates for $25. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That is the greatest deal. Not a really a sweet deal. It's a savory deal. It's like a sweet, it, savory, healthy Persian deal. Yes, it is. Mediterranean deal. I thought it was Persian. Is it? I think it's Mediterranean. It's Persia oh, is per, Persian Mediterranean. It literally says right here on the on the website. <laughs> Authentic Persian stews. Oh, I love it when we're both right, mm. which is rare. <laughs> and then I dropped out of college to play poker for a living, Griffin. That was a real smart move. Griff, did you give your first job? Um, my first job was, I want to say it was at Shoney's, which nice. is kind of like a Denny's. Like it's like a sit-down family-style yeah, restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever meet Tiger Woods? Chicken fried, chicken fried no. steak. <laughs> but that was fun. And then I went to Grandy's for, gosh, similar. for a long time. Oh, my God. I used to love Grandy's. Oh, I miss Grandy's. Their biscuits are fan. <laughs> their rolls are fantastic. Remember when the grandma would come around and give you the rolls while you're sitting down at your booth? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I used that to That was a that huge one. staple in the South. So I know a little bit about this. Grandy's all shut down. I don't think they're all shut down, but they're all basically shut down because they're owned by the company that owns Captain D's. And Captain D's nice. has been... Just a disaster for the last 30 years. We could talk about all the reasons why, but this is not that program. Okay. So they started just purging Grandies. There was it, one here, right? When I moved here, oh, then poof, it was gone. Who knew? There used to be two, three of them, one on Central, one Wantabo, and then San Mateo. I think San Mateo Popeyes is there now. Serve them plenty, leave them happy? <laughs> That's, I'm in on that. They had the bomb chicken fried chicken. But they have one in Las Cruces. Chicken fried chicken fried steak? Yeah. The Grandies and Cruces survived? Yeah, there is one there because I'm really hurt. My sister and them actually took a drive there the other day just to go and eat there. (laughs) Fred Fred's been to Las Cruces one weekend his whole life and somehow magically he knew like the hot spot used to be Bennigan's. R. I. P. Oh I miss it. Now a lot of burger. It's a lot of burger now? No, I think it's a wax. It's a wax now. That makes more sense. Yeah. My I, first job, I group. I forgot the Bennigans. My first job was, uh, I, I was calling balls and strikes for the park and rec. So I was like 14 years old. I go down to like the community center and I'm like, his name is Otto Rice. who's park and rec director. I ended up like absorbing that role as an adult years later. It's actually a big mentorship thing in my life. So I went down there and I'm like, uh, hey, Mr. Rice, I want a job at the park and rec. <laughs> He's like, are you a lifeguard, son? No. He's like, then you're an umpire. That was, that was it. That was, uh, well, if I guess if we're going to like real, real jobs, it was a paper route. Well, not really like I delivered uh, papers, uh, uh, but we would have to go around and ask people if they wanted a subscription. And okay, so, door to door sales. That's completely yeah, different. And so I think what happened was probably one of my friend's parents was the one who actually had the route. Yeah. And then he gathered up all of. The kids' Slave friends, labor. Yeah, yeah, and then sent us out into like Tanawan area, downtown, everything, and then just would send us out. And for every subscription we'd get, he'd give us like 
a quarter, or fifty cents, or something like that. So. The I love that. Number one is the first job. That's very good. Yeah. Um, right after my first job, which was calling balls and strikes at the park and rec, I got we had a hustle where we would go down to the mall every weekend, Van, and they used to pay you to watch commercials. So you would go and sit in a room, and they give you a dial. And if you liked a commercial, you would turn the dial, like an Atari controller, you would turn the dial to the right if you thought the commercial was good, and you would turn the dial to the left if you thought the commercial was bad, and they would give you $50 what? in cash. What if you found out now that it That's was actually sweet. a different test where if you turned it right or left, you were electrocuting someone in the other room? That would be awesome. What? <laughs> Griffin. <laughs> what? What is going on? Remember those the types? Glass? Remember those types of tests that they used to run in the seventies or whatever? No. What TV are you? What is your algorithm doing? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I do not remember. But that's some that. good money for watching commercials. Oh, we would do it every weekend. Ad wallet. Ad wallet does not pay you that good money. I don't even know what that is, but yeah, they that send one you, night. They send you commercials and you yeah. watch them you for like the, a quarter. Like, Literally one night, like 10 years ago. Yeah, I just got online. I give you a quarter each time you watch a commercial. I just sat there for hours and watched commercials. You can you can just play it on your computer and do anything else? Uh, it it your can't. Phone, um, anywhere, I think. What do you call it? The screen can't go quiet. Like, it has to be on the whole time. So you just move your mouse around? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty doable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's fun. We sold a lot of plasma in college. Did you really? Yeah. It was like a big thing at the university. They uh, no. rejected mine That's, because of reasons. Yeah. Ginger. Yeah. Have you at least one time since 1979? Yep. There yep. it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> crazy that that's still a law. I know, right? That is crazy. They got the same blood. Griff is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm I'll just tell thinking you. he had a yeah. fusion. <laughs> um. I tried to do plasma once, but I, like, passed out in the Yo, parking lot. You are frail. Yeah, you're skinny. You're not a big person. Yeah, no. I wouldn't. I would need I would, extra, extra sugar. I was on that. my deathbed. I would reject your organs. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I needed a, Griff, I'm assuming you're O negative, right? Honestly, I have no idea. That, that tracks. <laughs> so if I was laying in a hospital bed and they were like, Fred. You like coworker like, Stephanie yeah, matches you. Yeah, like but but it's like like you need her blood to live. I'd be like, oh, let's <laughs> mm. But then if they were gonna be like like always wondered what Saint Peter priest. was like. Yeah. But also if I was okay and they were like, Fred, Griff is in this hospital bed and she needs your blood because of Griff's size, I'd be like, What is that? Just like a cup of my blood? That's <laughs> yeah. very little. Take it. Prick my finger? Yeah, that's very little amount of blood that you need. I will easily I will give that to you happily. In fact, here, come now. I used to, you know what I used to do as a kid? This is the weirdest segment we've ever done. You know what I used to do as a kid? It's top 10 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I used to throw hay bales. That was like a job when I was a kid, like growing up like country adjacent. Sure. So you would go to these farms and you'd throw hay bales and every bale that ended up stacked, you got a nickel for. So you'd end up stacking these hay bales, a nickel a pop, and then you'd count them at the end. You know what I'm talking about? That was a weird job. That's a weird job. And that sounds super cheap. It might have been a dime, but I don't think it was. How many bales can you stack an hour? I mean, it was more, I think it was more than minimum wage, I think. I would doubt it. It, 
if it was more than a nickel, and by the way, this was like when I was a kid, so I don't yeah. super remember. Yeah. But I do remember like getting paid. That was like, a, I'm sure it was everywhere, but I'm like, oh, it's a Midwest thing. You just got paid in cash all the time as a mm-hmm. kid. And you're like, this is sweet. But Uncle Sam don't know about this. And you're like, no one talks like that, child. <laughs> like, Uncle Sam does not care about your 500 bucks. But with kids, I mean, so yeah, of course it doesn't sound like a lot of money. And of course now it doesn't because kids want like... I want $20 just to go throw the trash outside. That's me. That's 100%. But you learned a lot more than just that. You know, you learned to to work and all. No. You know? I mean, Every little kid I know today can build a computer, and I'm over here, like, super jealous. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't look at me and say, well, that's because I had parents to throw can't. hay bales. I survived hay burn. That's not a that's not a brag. Hayburn? I don't know. What is Hayburn? The twine snapped, hit me right in my monocle. That's my monocle. Because I'm an old man. <laughs> CJ Chavez joining us after the break. Yeah, baby. Let's go on that. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Duke City's home for sports. Hell yeah. Yes. That's a yes. This is 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Everyone in their life needs a really good accountant, bro. Yes. And this program has one in CJ Chavez. CJ, welcome to the yeah. program. Hey, guys. Happy, happy Thursday. Hey, did you know it's March? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I know, right? It's already in the third quarter. I mean, first quarter. Crazy Going thing. into the second quarter. But. CJ, last segment, we we're talking about our first jobs, our teenage jobs. Do you remember your first job or your first real teenage job? Yeah, you know what? I, I grew up pretty financially poor, guys. And uh, I remember getting beat up in middle school because uh, my parents could only afford uh, the payless shoes. Shoes. Remember those plastic shoes that oh, they you wear them for a week and they start stinking? <laughs> so um, in order for me to get the real leather shoes, I started mowing lawns, um, actually. In, uh, I, I, pardon me, that was in fifth grade. I got this little typewriter, and uh, I started mowing lawns for my neighbors. And I had about six houses that I would do every single weekend all the way through, you know, high school. And then um, I, I moved out at 16, and I got a job at the Martial Arts Academy teaching martial arts. So I've been working, man, all the way since uh, fifth grade on. Spirit of entrepreneurship young. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, you know what you just reminded me of? How to work. I had a similar story, but I forgot it. Whenever me and my brother were little, we had like a little, um, you know, where you go fishing, like a, what's that little box called? Like for your tackle box? Tackle box. So we had a little tackle box, CJ. And me and my brother had like rubber cement and rubber in there. And we would repair the neighborhood kids' tires on their pop bike tires Boom. for like candies from the corner store. <laughs> we were like, that was our jam when yeah. we were kids. The barter system. There you go. <laughs> All right, CJ. Uh, I got you on the program on a pretty good day because uh, your boy did two-a-days today. You know, I was with you this morning doing hot yoga at the wonderful Evolve Strong Fitness, and then I had a double dipper at the YMCA. Uh, This life is not for everybody, but can you speak to everyday fitness? What is a good expectation of 9-to-5 worker who's just trying to get back into shape and get healthy? You know, the one thing that I always recommend to individuals, everybody thinks that there's going to be like a magic potion, a magic 
pill, a magic class, a magic, you know, the big thing is, is if you can at least start some, something and stay consistent with it and you get motivated in order to do it, whether it just be a simple 10-minute walk right after lunch, whether it be getting up and doing uh, 50 crunches, 50 squats, if you just start small but be consistent about it, um, especially if you're just getting started and it's something that motivates you, stick with it. That is really, you know, I'll be the first to admit, you don't need a trainer. You don't need a gym. You don't need anything. What you need is a reason powerful enough to be consistent about taking control of your health on a daily basis. And, um, and again, just it doesn't have to be so onerous. A lot of times we try to make these huge changes. Like we, we dedicate an entire hour or, you know, two hours, just like you. I mean, you've worked up to this, right, sir? Sure. What, what I recommend for those individuals is start off slow. Just do something on a daily basis that increases your heart rate for no less than 15 minutes a day. And, and if, it's, if it's just taking your dog out, walking your wife, walking your husband, whatever, take your kids out, whatever, just do something physical. And if you can stick with that, then you know. Then you start building on that foundation, but don't make it so onerous to where you have to take a gym bag, you have to travel a mile, you have to get this, you have to get that. You don't need any of that. Just be consistent with daily movement for a period of time, and then build on that. So you're saying me and Griff before the show should do like a 20 minute walk down to the memorial of Iron Man at the intersection of Fourth yeah. and Loma. Yeah. Show our respects, and then walk back up to the studio. That's what you're saying. Hell yeah. And you know what, you know what, sir? Especially you being especially you being a radio show host and having to be very keen, having to have your your verbiage and having to be ready, there's there are secondary and tertiary benefits for actually increasing that heart rate, getting the blood flowing, your mind just becomes right, especially with the release of uh the the, the good hormones and just you know, just getting things going. So, you know, it's not just about the physicality and, and stuff. It's about actually being really good at what you do and getting even better. CJ, you know a lot of my student-athletes at New Mexico Highlands University, where I'm an athletic director, you know a lot of them are exiting out of their winter sports right now. And, and I recognize they maybe want a week or they want two weeks to just rest the body and get back to normal. What is a good make sure you're still? What is a good for an athlete who might be listening to the show, if it's high school or otherwise, what is a good regime that they can jump into after they get out of their specific sports? You know, one of the things that I would highly recommend, so when you're in the sport itself, you never, ever try to build, you know, hypertrophy or speed and agility. What you're trying to do is to maintain, you know, that sport-specific skill that will reduce injury and keep you in the playing field. As you get off season, and that's this is one of the main reasons why I love like wide receivers. When they get off the football, you know the coach always tells them get to track, right, so that you can work on your speed and your agility. So there's there's certain things that that can um, really help you outside of season um, that will help build sports specific skill set. Um, and you know I you know I train the gladiators guys, and their skill set is probably on par, if not better, than some of these NFL athletes. But the deal is, and I'm glad you say this, because if there's a young athlete out there, it's what they do off-season and outside of the field, the training regimen that they have that has gotten them into the NFL. And that's where, you know, I, I love my guys. Don't get me wrong. I love my guys. But, you know, they get involved with a lot of women. They get involved with, you know, that wacky tobacco. They get involved with they get a little lazy. Um, and so... 
So again, I, I would recommend that, you know, there should be a little bit of rest, but don't stop and really, really hone in the skills that are necessary for the field that you can't necessarily train in season. Make sense? Absolutely. CJ Chavez, owner operator, Evolve Strong Fitness, head trainer at Evolve Strong. And you mentioned the gladiators. And our number one dude, Nate the Great Davis, is rehabbing an injury. How is he looking coming into the season? And how's the rest of the squad looking? Don't break any HIPAA rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't at all. He's, he's here with us. And, and so he, he's followed all the regimen that he needs to be. It was very public. I won't, go, I won't go into great detail, but I will say that he's doing the work that is necessary to improve the field, to be on the field this, this season. He's coming in strong. And uh, like I told you, he's doing the work that is necessary um, outside of the field to get him back on. And, um, you know, that COVID thing really got to a lot of guys. And when we were off that, those seasons, they came back and we had a lot of hamstring, a lot of uh, uh, um, popped uh, quads and, and, uh, um, you know, gastrocnemiuses. You know, when they got on the field, they weren't prepared for that turf. And so we did have a lot of that, you know, unfortunately, Nate was kind of, you know, part of that, even though, you know, there's some things going on, I, I can't really disclose, but now he's back, you know, doc, the doc uh, really took care for him. So we're, we're coming in pretty strong and I'll tell you the roster this year is pretty young, pretty agile, and they're, they're pretty, they're pretty tough. I'll be seeing them in camp. They start, uh, they start camp on the 12th and the 13th. We're doing physicals with all the guys. So I'm going to have them for uh, two weeks straight. Um, you know, they're, they're going in boot camp, so they'll be doing on-the-field work um, for the, the mornings, and then they're going to come see us, you know, their trainers. So we're going we're gonna to kick their butts all the way through to the end because, you know, we, we bring in about 40 to 50 players, and only half of that make the team. And these are the cream of the crop. So part of the, the regimen is they have, to, they have to last through me for, you know, a couple hours a day <laughs> yeah. as well. And those that do, you know, I, I give recommendations to the coach. We talked about this yesterday on the program. We're going to talk about it after we let you go. But the NFLPA did grades on all of the organizations throughout the league, and they gave letter grades. Well, the Baltimore Ravens, CJ, they received a F- for their training staff. Only two NFL teams received less than like an A grade, and the Ravens got an F-. Talk to me about how important it is to have a relationship between athletes and their strength and training staffs and what and how that makes a difference on the field. You know, it's mission critical, guys. Um, when you get to a professional athlete like this, they're getting paid money to perform on the field. And they have to have, you know, good strength, good conditioning. They have to have a great AT team behind them uh, like I just told you, I mean, um, the season post-COVID was a prime example of players coming in that have that were not conditioned well enough to get on that field. So they had a lot of injury. They were a lot of bench time. There was a lot of, um, you know, in and out. We had to fire a couple people because they just weren't physically ready. And when you are, when your body is your vessel with your tool, it is so critical to make sure that you are ready. And it's, it's like having a good mechanic with your race car, right? You wouldn't go on a NASCAR without your, without your mechanic staff behind you. You, you, you know, you can't do it. Um, it is mission critical that you have a good, well-rounded team, not necessarily just the conservative aspects of like, you know, the physical therapy and the, the doc, 
the guys that will actually tell you, all right, once you're released from those guys, to push you to that next level. And that's what I do. I believe in their future self. I believe that, you know, they can jump higher, they can run faster, and I give them the protocols in order to do so. And that is absolutely, like I told you, critical for a professional athlete or even a young athlete that is wanting to get into a D1 school on a scholarship or, you know, wanting to get on the varsity team from JV. You've got to have a good team behind you. Now, that is, I will have to say that if you need to do a specific skill set or you have a specific goal and you have time frames, that is when you need a knowledgeable trainer uh, behind us. You know, I've been one for 25 years, so I'm, I'm pretty proud about, like, we're, we're always ranked by IFL and CIF as the number one med team within both, with both leagues. And, you know, we're, we're pretty well-renowned out there. So that's one of the big pools. Because, you know, Albuquerque is a little market. So a lot of these players, when they hear that they're coming into the Gladiators, the medical team and the, and the athletic training team is really one of the number one sellers for it. CJ, there's so many important tools and skill sets when it comes to your your physical and mental health. And, and a big one is information, having the correct information. And I think that's a, a great thing that you do for everyone you train and everyone who uh, is a member at Evolve Strong Fitness. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your podcast and the information someone can get from that and how they find it? Yeah, man. So it's Evolve Strong with, with CJ. Evolve Strong with CJ. That really is the, the name of the podcast. Um, you can find it on, on my website, which is KurtJChavis.com, or even on all the Apple podcasts. Uh, one of the coolest stories that I just talked about is I had a gentleman by the name of Jeff Irway, who was my age, 47, competed for his first time um, ever in a competitive you know, race, a physical competitive race. It was a Ridgeathon up in Taos. He came in third place. Five years ago, he came in 90 pounds heavier, and he was nursing a knee, and he was, he, he's the owner of La Cumbre. And, um, and so he had given his all to that company and to his family, and he had let his health go. Five years later, this man took third place up on, um, on the Ridgeathon. Governor Johnson came in second, and then there was a 30-year-old nice. um, guy up there that, you know, the, uh, the, the ski patrol that won. But, this, you know, it's a huge event, one of the hardest ones out there. And uh, I talk about his success story and how we got him there. And you talk about the information. You know, it, I just, I, my podcast contains every tool and everything that you need in order to get where you want to be, whether it be weight loss, whether it be strength, whether it be motivation. I talk about pseudoscience. No, I mean, not pseudo. I talk about science, but I really dumb it down to where, you know, good old CJ can talk about it. So, yeah, there's a lot of wealth of information that's free to everybody. So I, I definitely listen in. I'm not super up to speed on this, but this just came through on the Sports Animal Texter. Ask CJ about the NMAA trying to shut down training. I don't know what that means. Does that does that ring a bell to, to either of you guys? You know, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think what I can do is some investigation. This is kind of news to me. I, I um, heard something about this, CJ, and I'm going to paraphrase here, and don't take this uh, word for word, please, as gospel, but something about how New Mexico high school athletes can't participate with their varsity teams if they do like training off-season training programs. Okay, I just found it here. Students uh, and or transfer students enroll in an NMAA member school after attending a specialized sports training academy or school shall be ineligible for varsity participation in sports for 365 calendar days from the date of their enrollment. So it sounds to me like this is saying it goes on at more links, CJ, but it sounds to me like this is saying 
if you pick up a specialty sport, think maybe like United Soccer, like mm-hmm. Academy or something, that you then are no longer eligible to play with your high school. Oh, that's crazy. Well, to, to, to me, the way it reads, it's like if you do one of those specialized training programs, then you can't participate. Hmm. Yeah, CJ, actually, I'm going to text you a thing on the side. Maybe you take a look at this, and we'll come back to it at another time. But, yeah, this is kind of a crazy thing. It's uh, This is the uh, official ballot for March 10th, 2023, so this is going to get voted on. So there you oh. go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. I, I think that's – I don't know. Unfortunately, when, when you begin to do rules like that, it, it just kind of weakens the entire process because, I mean, you want to promote – off-season training, you know, you want to promote that. You don't just want to make everything equal and everybody gets an award. Makes sense? And that just oh. kind of sounds how that is. You're trying to level the playing field. Now, I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, I'll figure more out about it when I figure more out about it. That's There's always a lot of stuff going on at that roundhouse. That's you just... see why we don't have nice things, New Mexico? <laughs> tell you what. You see why we don't have nice things, New Mexico? Look what you're doing to yourself. i tell you what. CJ Chavez, you're the best, brother. Hey, guys, really appreciate you guys. We'll see you around. Cheers. Thanks, CJ. He got so much insight. Okay. Like, that dude's so smart. Dude, he gets me pumped, too. Like, I want to go get a third workout in just because I talked to him just now. Sometimes the way I have to carry on this show, I consider it a second workout all the time. Oh, that's good. You do breathe heavy. Heavy, heavy, or just, like, radio heavy? Well, I could hear you breathing right now. I'm holding my breath because you said something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing... <gasps> don't, don't breathe. Don't you hate that whenever you feel like someone's listening to you? Then you don't know how to, re- like, breathe or, like, you lose all concept of well, and, natural stuff. So these, And these microphones we have, they're, like, they're incredibly expensive. There's not another yeah. way to describe it. These are the ones that, like, shut that out. But, like, years ago, whenever you first get into radio, you'd have a producer who's like, <laughs> I breathe away from the microphone. Okay, Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chavez, what a dude. Let's talk a little bit more about this reactions to the Baltimore Ravens as they're talking about their training staff because former players are coming out in abundance. That and so much more. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. There are two teams that are making the tourney, and you shouldn't bet on them. I'll tell you who this Saturday, starting at 7 a.m. with Name Three Players on The Sports Animal. All right, you weren't here yesterday, Griffin. Tyler Lovely was here. By the way, did a very good job. So yesterday, the NFLPA, which is the NFL Players Association, they put out a review of all the franchises. So they graded all the franchises. And you're like, what does that mean, Fred? I mean, it's literally exactly what I said it was. So they gave A minus through, or excuse me, A plus through F minus grades, as reported by like, (coughs) excuse me as I clear my throat, as reported by like 1,600 different players and former players, all right? So, the Ravens' strength coaches, <coughs> they got an F-. minus, And you're like, well, that's okay. I mean, that's not good. And kind of what all the players were doing is they were giving the strength guys and the training guys all super high grades. I think there's like a fellowship there. Sure. Let me clear my throat real quick. I'm sorry about that. So, 
is they're giving out these good grades. Only two teams get like less than A's. And one of those teams is the Baltimore Ravens who gets an F minus. I'm like, well, that's weird. That's kind of out there. And then you start seeing all these things coming out on Twitter. Multiple former Ravens speak out on the Ravens strength coaches. <coughs> Something that's gave me a little tickle. Matthew Judon. There's <laughs> who can go? Who can go? He's doing like hashtags for Fire Steve. Derek Wolf, who was supposed to be a guy, didn't end up being a guy. He tweets, told you the Ravens strength, tra- strength staff was trash. Carl Davis Jr., same story. Quincy Adeboydeo, is that right? You got me. Yeah. He was a fullback. All these guys coming out just telling horror stories. Aja Baideo, I knew that. Definitely ruined my career. Three-year season-ending injuries in a row after being healthy my entire career prior. Just taught, just, just spilling the tea for it to be just drank up by anyone who wants it. And you know these players, these, these questionnaires, these report cards. I mean, these were done in private. They don't have to come out and say anything. But it was so bad, they were treated so poorly that they have to come out. They have to, like, you got your brother's backs. Like, you don't want this to happen to anybody else. ACL surgery because of overworking by the trainer. Right. Uh, Two labrums, pet strains, Carl Davis Jr. from the trainer's. They get six six people coming out and putting their name on it. You know how overwhelmingly awful you have to be for your brothers to come out and say how bad you are. Because mm-hmm. like we, I mean, we talked about this on the show yesterday. What sh- what show would that be? Oh, two men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten the Sports Animal. Sports Animal stands for Lobo. It, the Sports Animal is a Lobo. The Sports Animal, I believe, is a Lobo. It's a Lobo. Correct. This is the. Sports animal. And I believe if anyone would be like, what is the animal? It's a lobo, dummy. I believe it's a lobo. Yes, of course. Being ridden by a gladiator. It's a lobo in the first <laughs> half of the show. Ellipsis. Just let that one ride. Okay. I'm pro lobos again. I don't know if I told you that. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you came around. They're about to win the Mountain West tournament. It's so sweet. They're going to go to the NCAA tournament. They're going to win the NCAA tournament, get a natty chappy, and I'm going to be over here, the biggest fan in the whole wide world, going, yeah! So on this program yesterday, Wolf, 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 covered this story, and it's like the only good grades across the board were the training staff, except for the Ravens. Right. You got thrown under the bus so hard. And maybe that's why Lamar was like, no, I'm not good to come back. Nope. And not, nope. Hmm. Who was injured at the end of the year? Hmm. 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 Ty McNary joins us when we get back from the break. He's the school aid child care director with the YMCA. We're going to continue our conversation about upcoming summer camps, man. We're live from the Y next week, too, Griff. You're going to miss us. No, you're not. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
New, New Mexico, Mexico Sports Authority, Authority. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports, Sports Animal. Animal. Welcome to the program, friend of the show, Ty McNary, school age child care director for the YMCA. Yeah. Let's go. How's it going, guys? Doing good, brother. How are you? Doing good, just working, working like always. So can't complain. I don't know about that life. Is uh, <laughs> is, uh, I do not currently live. A great summer start at the Y YMCA summer camp twenty twenty three registration opens Monday March sixth. If you are a member, it opens on the seventh. If you are not a member, join the Y as a family or single parent family. Member saves fifty percent off your summer camp fees. Let's go, Ty. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's kind of great about our summer day camp is just you know. Work within the working hours, so parents have a chance to just kind of drop off their kid, and their kid gets to have a bunch of art projects, water days, swimming days, field trips, and uh, kind of whatever your greatest imagination can uh, kind of cave to. So we're definitely getting ready for summer, and we're definitely excited about it. Hey, do you guys do you guys have Lego? We don't. So I know we were trying to do it this year, but uh, the Lego people didn't get back to me, so right, hold that's on. kind of unfortunate. So. Do, you have, do you have connects? Nice. We don't, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Um, so a lot of our specialty camps um, are going to be like Kids on Crafty, Coding, Top Chef, Disc Golf, um, Outdoor Adventure. So those are going to be kind of our more specialized camps versus our uh, traditional day camps. You know what I'm about to do? I'm about to personally take on the Lego donation drive for the YMCA because we're about to load these kids out because these kids need Lego. Oh, definitely. Our kids love the Legos that we have here. So, you know, if you want to sponsor that, we're definitely uh, willing to take that on for you. I'm, fi- I'm figuring it out. Look, if the Lego people don't get back, I got a connection at the Mega Block people. Ooh, they're wonderful. Create a beef. They're bigger. Yeah, they're, they're mega. They're mega. Lego's just a Lego. These are mega. Yeah, then that's a Dutch thing. Mega, <laughs> Mega Block. That's a. Is it Dutch? Uh, Lego's Dutch. Lego's Dutch. Yeah, Lego's Dutch. Yeah, starting from the Lego out, toy not made out of wood. They, well, that's where it originated from. Wooden Duck Toys started out with the uh, Lego Toy Company. And then the evolution to the um, multi-billion-dollar entity it is today. There we you. are in the plastic age. Ty, are we in the plastic age at the YMCA of Central New Mexico? Uh, yeah, we are actually. <laughs> you know, um, we definitely enjoy all the stuff that we have. That you know, unfortunately, it's plastic, but the kids <laughs> love it. And uh, you know, most of the games we have are kind of plasticky, but you know, the kids definitely enjoy it and. Uh, Definitely enjoy the summer camps. Uh, it's a great way to get to know other kids from, you know, your school from around Albuquerque, and it's definitely a great way for your kids not to spend all that time at home, you know, stuck on TVs all day. So. All, all day long or half days. That's like 8 to noon and then 1 to 5, I think, off the top of my head. Uh, you got, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you got, I mean, you got it going on. Obviously, the, the athletic performance camp is a blast. That's like a month long. There's a ton of cool stuff going on. Where's the best place, Ty, to get, like, information? Where's the best place, Ty, for the friend of the show to get rid of their kids all summer long? Yeah, definitely. If you visit our website, ymcacnm.org, or give us a call at 505-595-1515. We'll definitely be able to assist you guys with that. Okay, from the live texter, the sports animal texter, what, what about Erector Sets? You got Erector Sets? Nice. Unfortunately, we don't have those right. either. <laughs> We're starting, all right, so we are starting an initiative now on Two Men On. We're going to get building block toys. That's our new play for the YMCA. That's our, that's our deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to that laboratory that's in town, and I'm going to say, give the YMCA Erector Sets. 
And I'm going to make that happen. Oh, definitely. I just said yeah, it on no, air. We'll take it. We'll, we'll, our kids will definitely enjoy that, you know. Um, keep them productive throughout that, and it just you know, allows them to let their creativity run wild for sure. I mean, what happens, Ty, if a baseball goes over the fence and the beast is there? How will these exactly. kids get the baseball back from the beast? You know, with their modern innovations, you know, I'm not it's hard to what they do, but I definitely think that they figured it out themselves. Ty, Ty, what's a, a new touch on the summer camps this year? What's something new and fresh that you didn't have last year that the kids can expect? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're definitely changing our lesson planning on our curriculums to where it's more focused around them. I do know kind of in the past it was to say, you know, the least a little chaotic. So we're definitely making it more fun, more adventurous, and um, allowing the kids to have a lot more, you know, creativity behind everything and they're going to enjoy a lot of art projects that we have put together a lot of science projects that they may not have had um you know me and santa fe's director are working hand in hand pretty well and we're definitely excited for the summer and getting some new ideas and thoughts into our summer programming as well what what about the summer school kids you're going to let them in a little bit late after those dummies finish summer school is that cool too does that happen yeah of course yeah our registration is um you know like you guys mentioned it opens on monday the 6th for our members um you know, we're running a great promo that basically allows them to have a $0 join fee, no membership dues until May 1st, and then they also get a free 60-minute wellness orientation. So it kind of helps their parents get back into those summer bods that they're really looking for. Nice. I love everything about that, everything we just said. I have two kids now, Ty. I have two hypothetical children, okay? <laughs> I have two of them. One of them wants to get into a specialty camp. The other one wants to get into a summer day camp. Is it cool to split my kids up, or do they have to stick together all the time? They can split up. Um, what's kind of nice about our summer day camp is that unless they're kind of close in age, they're going to be kind of separated from each other. Um, so, you know, they're not going to be pulling each other's hair out, so you're not going to have any cat fights. And uh, specialty day camps are definitely a great way to go if you just want a few hours away from your kid. Um, and your kids, may, your kids may not be ready for that full day, but it's definitely well, a great way to experience some new things that they may not have uh, been able to. Well, there won't be any cat fights until their multiple baby mamas show up at the same time to pick them up. <laughs> exactly. And they say, we're here to pick up little precious baby Manfred. And there's two of them. Two precious exactly. baby Manfreds. <laughs> Ty, you're the best, brother. Thanks, Ty. Yeah, awesome. I definitely appreciate you having uh, being on. So, I see you on the seventh, Ty. Ooh, see you on the seventh, guys. At, yeah, we're live Have at the, live at the Horn YMCA on Tuesday, the seventh. That will be very good and a lot of fun. He's got good energy. Like Ty a lot. Duh. Yeah. Try to throw him curveballs. He don't. He's nah. got the perfect energy to work with kids. Hey, you would love him. Like, like serious. He's the nicest guy I've ever met. Right. Like, he seems super likable. Griff, what are you doing? Come to the Y on Tuesday with us. Just, if like, I'm not here, just play yeah, pickleball. I'll have to meet up over there. She's not here. <laughs> if she's not here. I mean, she's going to try her best to be here. Yeah. I mean, she don't want to hang out with us in public. She gets paid to do it here, Fred. Griff and so many others. <laughs> Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. The bell toes with the reaper's glory. Now, now betting, betting for the, for the sports, sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number two, two men on, Van Nunley and Fred, Fred Slow. Slow. And, and in the, the on-deck on circle, circle, Robert, Robert D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow.
Oh, this is a bop. This mighty, mighty boss tones. What is this? What's going on here? A little ska? What are you playing? I don't know. Are we Looks going like swing mug- dancing after this, Griffin? Like Muggsy or something, huh? You trying to get me to ask you to go out swing dancing? Yeah. Hey, throw the dice in the corner there, lad. Hey. I like them shoes, see? Hmm. Hmm. Temple games? I don't play games, cat. Give me a Manhattan, Janice. Hmm. Don't be a dame. <laughs> 1920s Zoot Suit Me is my favorite me. Oh. Yeah. Ah, don't want the probie coming around. Everyone lay low. That's is that what? Is that what generation you'd go back to? A moment in time you would? Are go, you asking me if I would go back to the Great Depression? That's the one you're asking me if I would go back to. No, but like a like. Not a depression, you know. Just kind of like, <laughs> not like not like that. Kind of just. Like just, for just fashion bum. wise, like fashion wise, are the you great, talking about like the great slightly bummed out a little? Bit. <laughs> You're so dumb. Hey, like Fred, Fred you can go back to any time. Hear me out. Hear me you out. Fred. Just said it was your favorite time. <laughs> I'd like to go back to when they had rickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chris, like, Chris, like <laughs> you mean he got the polio? Like, no, it was awesome for a few people. What are the odds of me the rich? Being the, all right. First of all, if you're the rich, yeah. it's awesome at every time. Bootlegger. There's not a time that it wasn't. You're awesome. telling me you don't want to go back to Prohibition and the Great Depression, yes. and be a bootlegger. Yeah, that would be so no, fun. I don't want to end up in the paddy wagon, son. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. They can't, hey. they can't catch you because you souped up your car, and you might have been the dude that inspired NASCAR. Hey, you could be a bootlegger and inspire a sport. Spare change, my man. Nickelodeon's plan. All right, the intimidator. I just put three fingers in the air. (laughs) Hold it up. No, I don't want to go back to 1920s, Depression era, United States of America. And by the way, you know what got us out of that? You don't want to hear jazz for the first time? No. (laughs) I don't want to be surrounded by World War I veterans and Civil War veterans and and the prudence community that that initiated, not well, suffrage is actually kind of cool, but like the prohibition. I would like to be the guy who invented the old fashioned, because your bathtub liquor is so bad, you got to start mixing it with stuff now. Hey, speak easy now. <laughs> like, yeah, I would love to like be a bootlegger and run a speakeasy. That would be sweet. Hey, what happened to your cousin there? Ah, Stein exploded. <laughs> like that's what the. That's what that period of time is. Yeah, they're calling this economic downturn, the Great Depression. Breaking news, breaking news, Hooperville. Not me, I'm jacked up on this whiskey. Uh, hey, no pro football yet, but let me tell you about the horses at the track. And you're like, no, I don't want to know about the horse. Don't tell me about the ponies. It's the ponies, see? It's the ponies. <laughs> Give me a mint and julep and some ponies. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Miss me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, oh, Fred, oh. do you want to go back to the 1920s and buy war bonds? No, Van. No, I don't. Okay, how would you get out of war? If I could go back in time and, like, murder Hitler? Is that what you're asking me? No, 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 no. Not stop the war. How would you get out of the war? Oh, like, what would be my excuse? Yeah. Well, Griff already said it. I got the rickets. <laughs> like, okay. what am I going to do? Well, you got to prove yeah. you got rickets. Ah, look at me. I'm frail. Polio, don't you know? Symptoms of rickets. No, so in that time, you could buy out. 
So at that time, if you got drafted, you could buy out of the draft for like a couple hundred bucks. See, all the more reason to be rich, to be a bootlegger <laughs> and run hooch. It's just vitamin D deficiency. That's all Ricketts is? Yes. They just had to eat a banana? No, they didn't have bananas. They didn't have any money. It's the Great Depression. Bananas weren't invented yet? They were invented. They weren't available. Because if you try to meet me down at the docks. then Oh, it gave them bow legs. Yeah, Ricketts is brutal. It's like scurvy. I mean, that's just oranges. That's... All these twenties diseases could have been cured with fruit. Yeah, but they were. Is that trying, what I'm hearing? But they were sunshine, trying, right? But they're trying to cure them with laudanum because that's what they know about medicine. We do. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I only know that from Tombstone. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this? Horseless carriage? Nah. Your boy's got the rickets. A little bowl legged. Let's do some heroin about it. I'm not going to San Francisco. They smoked the hookah. Like, no, I'm not going back to 1920s Depression-era America where I have to go down to the boardwalk to watch two guys bare-knuckle fight. Oh, wait, that's actually... Hold pretty, on. Yeah, it's You're describing our last Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> two Saturdays? Oh. I had a bunch of old-fashioned. Hmm. I ran from the cops, and I watched some dudes bare-knuckle yeah. fight. I was in the 20s yeah. two Saturdays ago. Correct. You need a cool, like, 1920s, like, Zooty, like, nickname. You couldn't be Van Nunley. No, no, no. No. No, you'd have to be, like, something stronger. And your name wouldn't be Van. Your legal name is Van. Correct. Your name would be, like, Van Housen. Like, you would have, like, a... Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Knuckles. That's that's very good. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Freddie Laces. (laughs) And you're like, Okay. (laughs) What are those laces things for? Hey, these little Freddie Orange shoes. Hmm. You hear about that new kick returner, Forrest Gump? Like, <laughs> that wasn't the 20s. Oh, my bad. Stop. I'm going to pee. You guys are making me laugh so hard. <laughs> I can barely breathe. It legit got warmer in here, this segment. Yeah, because yeah. you were laughing for a change. For a change? Yeah. What are you saying? Boy Scouts of America. That's a, I, I don't know what else is going on in the 20s. Prepare for the Hitler Youth. Like what is that was right. For the youth. That was right before the Great Depression. The nineteen twenties. The, the is roaring. The, gr- the roaring twenties is like extreme economic growth, and then the Great Depression. Nineteen twenty nine. That way it's roaring. Black Black Monday. Okay, you're saying the twenties, and it's only one year in the twenties. The Great Depression <laughs> is the thirties. Well, I'm still. I asked you to go back to one of the coolest times in America. For white people. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hold on. Let's rephrase it then. Okay. Am I going back with the knowledge I have today, or am I not? No, no, you're just a dude in the 20s. (laughs) You're not like Like Marty McFly with an almanac going back winning every game. Yeah, you have to go back blindly, not knowing if you're about to bang your grandma or not. And they're they're like... (laughs) (laughs) It's like quantum leap. Yes. And, and like every so often, because like I'm assuming this is has like a like an all observant eye over it, and that's why this whole thing exists in the first. Oh, place. sure, sure, sure. There's all these little hints, and yeah. I keep going like, "What's the stock exchange?" Because <laughs> I have no idea. Because I'm ignorant to the ticker, and you're like, "What does that mean?" It's like 1928. You're like, "This is a great idea. I'm going to put my farm into this." 
And you accidentally screw up because you're from the future, and you're like, since sliced bread. And people are like, what is, what's sliced bread? <laughs> bread, like the stuff you rip apart and yeah. dip in gruel? <laughs> they slice it? What's a knife? Like a tiny sword? Hmm. I heard there was a new traffic light. What's traffic? What is traffic? <laughs> okay, cars have been around for 30 years. Hmm. There's like three cars in that town. Scrape your knuckle, my man. Check out a Band-Aid. You're like... <laughs> Band-Aid? Invented in the 1920s. Oh, was it really? Yeah, ain't that something? Oh, man. I'm telling you. That's way before I would have mm-hmm. guessed. And, and then it, you can have really good probably coke. Griff, you're not allowed to talk. It's the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wear a bathing suit in public? Sunglasses invented in the 1920s. Griff, I'm sorry. Sunglasses was? Griff, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I meant like that's probably when Coca-Cola was like really good. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was fantastic. By the way, you could make your original recipe Coca-Cola whenever you want. It's just a regular Coca-Cola and just pour a bunch of cocaine in it. Not that difficult. Water skis were invented in 1922 by Ralph Samuelson. Oh, wow. And women were not allowed to participate until 15 (laughs) years later. (laughs) Grip, you would hate Stay on the beach, lady. I'm Uh, going out. Griff, if we went back together, if we go back in time together to the 1920s, like I would regularly be the guy. I feel like I would be the guy that run down to like the corner hardware store and it's like, it's like, ah, an electric blender. And then I would only eat like, like, like blended iced foods. I would be that guy. Like I am now with like apps. Griff, good news. Vacuum cleaners are here. And you're like, you're like, this sucks, Fred. I didn't think electricity was widespread at that time. Oh, God. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Swear to God. Swear to God. I would have guessed later. Oh. Yeah, I would have guessed like 30s or 40s. You're over here wearing a T-shirt that's like Team AC. <laughs> <laughs> this is the future. Hop on the trolley. Vance, like, I didn't think it existed in the 1920s. The whole country's... You're getting too technical, big, Van. Big, big Tesla guy here. This- the big Tesla house. Oh. It's so stupid. We're ridiculous people. Man's like I think the fashion would be fun. Like maybe not all the craziness, but the fashion, the clothes. That would be cool. Yeah, you had to wear layers and layers of clothes because soap wasn't invented yet. Hey, you had to disguise They'd have running yeah. water. The first flight is in nineteen oh three. And Van's like, I don't know if there's electricity yet. <laughs> I'm like, What? <laughs> you think planes flew with electricity? You think planes were built were without electricity? In. Yes. No. You, electricity has been around for like always. That's that can't be true. the The very first home iron that like you and I use on our shirts invented in nineteen oh five. So that's rich. You think I use an iron? That look at me. <laughs> Radio amplifier nineteen oh seven. All right, today's I nine. No, we're, we're already wearing this out. Twenties <laughs> inventions. Taken, we have taken all our I nines and. All right, here we go. KDKA. This is what I was looking for. KDKA was America's first radio station, founded in nineteen twenty. Okay, kind of cool. That is sweet. Kind of cool. But they didn't. I mean, they did the readings of like plays and stuff right like didn't they do like acting that was like uh, it's a called, tv everything it's right? called war of the worlds griff read a book <laughs> okay including 
according to NPS.gov. In- instant cameras, 1923. 1925 did half of all homes finally have electric power. So halfway through the 20s, half of the country still didn't have electricity. Right. So For, I'm not a fool. I don't know why you're emphasizing half. But what I'm saying <laughs> is every house that mattered had electricity. Now, sure. 1882 was the first time a home had electricity in Manhattan. In Manhattan. I knew that one. Yeah. That one oh, I could have wow. got. Who was that? It was Steve Electric. I believe it was the Rockefellers. They called it Electricity after his last name. <laughs> Says it right here. It's actually his name was L, and his last name was Trick. Where did the et come from? Middle name. Middle name. Are you serious? No. Oh, I was like hook, line, and sinker, <laughs> man. I was all in on that. In 1929, you were finally able to block out all the haters whenever Sam Foster invented <laughs> sunglasses. Oh, that's nice. That's a good one. Wait, Foster? Really? Like Foster Grant? He actually invented sunglasses? Sam Foster? I don't know who Grant is. Oh, I would have thought sunglasses would have been way before electricity, but boy was I off. No. People didn't want to shield their eyes from the sun before we invented electricity? Humans got their priorities jacked. If you ask me which thing I need for the rest of my life... And I had to choose from two items, one being sunglasses and the other one being electricity. Okay, that's not the question I'm I posed. I'm never picking sunglasses. That's not the question I posed. That's what I heard. I think the time they were invented. I think like cavemen used to hold their hands on their foreheads to shield them from the sun. I believe Inuit. Eventually someone would have said, can I just like put a thing on my face that doesn't move? That's I believe Native, like, like Inuits, like Alaskans, like Eskimos, they would do like slits in... Like, um, right. hide? Pinholes. Pinholes. Yeah. Yeah, that could be because the reflection off the snow. Yeah. There you go. And do the eye paint to the eye paint. reflection. Yeah. Lots Wicked of- smart. The Carolina Panthers um, love crazy quarterbacks. So stoked. More on that when we get backs. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Duke City's home for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Amazing with this technique. Selassie died and he left me. I'm on the rise. Get my who's lit. Who's on the list, but who's checking it? Yeah, she'll die, but her breath could be stink. Bust it for me, shout it. Drop it down low. I'll listen to the piano part. That's the John Cena trumpet. Oh, I know that's an extra note in there. Alright, it's very close. I'm wrong, but it's very close. Welcome back Fred, to the program. I know maybe you've thought of this. Say what? Would your walkout song be? Oh, I already know this. The um, Overkill by Motorhead. Or the if I had like a long time to walk out, it would be the whole first verse of Tupac's Hit 'Em Up, which is my answer to everything. How about you? You haven't put any thought into it? Mine's Beverly Hills Cop. 
That's strong work. That'd be pretty cool. It would be a good one. The Carolina Panthers, they just don't care about winning. Go on. The Panthers have called the Green Bay Packers about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what are they just seeing how he's doing? He's never going to go there. This is the stupidest thing of all time. <sighs> if, he, if he's going anywhere in the South, it's going to be to the Titans where he has a home. He said the Carolina Panthers like a Facebook marketplace. They're like, is this still available? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not available yes. to you. Yeah. We don't sell to that zip code. He'll <laughs> <laughs> never Good. do that. Good luck. Uh, yeah, you know, usual wear and tear. Um, it's in good condition, I guess. The Just don't bother coming up, man. I'm not going to sell it to you. Like, that's, oh. And Carolina's like, it's for the church. <laughs> You're like, no, you can't have it. <laughs> we don't we don't have any first round draft picks, but will you take a fourth? Oh. No no low balls. I know what I got here. Oh gosh. Welcome to Carolina. We're battling for the starting quarterback position for your Panthers. Uh Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Will Levi's, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Aaron Rodgers. The winner of this one is gonna lead this team to a championship. <laughs> PJ Walker shows up. He's like, I got it. Man, I can't. I can't with Aaron Rodgers anymore. Oh. Oh. You know, Frank Ryan, he really likes a better quarterback. I can't even do it. <laughs> Aaron's like, where? North Kakalaka? I'm not going down there. That's the weirdest place in the whole world. And look at me. I'm Aaron Rodgers. The Panthers. The Panthers. <laughs> Frank Rick's like, you know, I tell you, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield, I just like, I like veteran QBs. I'll go get, hey, Aaron Rodgers, you a QB. Well, this is the same guy who got sloppy seconds on Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers. And then he goes to Carolina and you're like, you know what I need? Take out somebody else's trash, baby. All right, hear me out. This is like this is like calling up. I don't even know what a really good one is. Who's like the one? On the NFLPA's report card, what did the Carolina Panthers get graded for on their ayahuasca yurts? It's got to be very high. <laughs> Mm. This is like calling up Blake Lively and being like, "Hey, Blake, it's it's Fred Slow." Um, I'm not gonna Google Blake Lively. All right, go ahead. Hey, Blake, it's Fred Slow. Um, you want to leave? You want to leave Ryan Reynolds for oh, me? He seems nice. You want to leave Ryan Reynolds for me, Blake? Is that, does that sound like a cool deal for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Blake Lively's like, how'd you get my number? Oh, oh gosh. You gotta ask, though. You gotta ask. 
No, you don't. You got to try to trade up for like Bryce Young or Stroud. Or well, I mean, that's the smart move. That's here. what you got to do. You, I mean, that's what you're gonna do. But. No one's leaving Ryan Reynolds. It doesn't work like that. Worst case scenario, Blake Lively downgrades to Pedro Pascal. It. Pedro Pascal is what the Jets like at the worst. I'm over Pedro Pascal. Get out of here. The Last of Us sucks. You are the most wrong person in the history of wrongdom. I saw it, dude. That's the best show I've seen since the last really good show I've seen. Hey, cool flashback episode. I loved it. Flashback episodes are such weak sauce. You just hate like good writing and good character development and good cinematography, the things that I love about cinema. You just want to see... Like living mushrooms get blasted in the face with a shotgun. You That's this, all you want to see. You do this every time we talk about how you're wrong about something. I'm telling you, it's not entertaining. I'm not telling you it's not really It written. is wildly entertaining. It's absolutely not. Not everything is Fast and the Furious 10, Fred. First of all, I love Fast and the Furious 10. I know. I'm telling you <laughs> that this show is not worth watching. But cool, it's probably got good writing. Like, it's probably No, got, it's fantastic. Everything about it is fantastic. That part's not true because I saw it. This was the episode this past weekend. Spoiler Not alert. Not everything is WWE. Spoiler alert for last episode of The Last of Us. This was the last episode. So we're not going to advance the story. See you next week. That was the entire episode. Well, it does advance the story oh. by providing the backstory. I didn't need it. How the young woman became part of the resistance she was a military robot until she fell in love with somebody who was a double agent and then she had to see that person ripped from her arms i don't need that by the very same plague that's currently inside of her that is compelling it was not the theater of the mind that i had on how she came also, how sweet would it be to just like have free reign on a mall with you and your bestie? That'd zero. Be it'd be zero awesome. sweet. You wouldn't want to just like have somebody turn on the Coronado Mall no. and you just go in there for hours. I don't want to go in there regular. When? I don't want to go in there regular because of all the people. What am I going to do? But there's going to be no people. I'm six and a half foot tall, probably closer to six, seven. What am I going to do? Go in there and buy a bunch of pants that don't fit? No, I'm not trying to go to the mall. Steal them because it's in the apocalypse. I'm, all right, here's the thing. You just get to take them. What I would do is I'd leave an IOU. Fred was here. IOU, and it would say, I'll, I'll get you back when money exists again. Dear Levi's Company. <laughs> I would say, Mr. Strauss. <laughs> IOU. And then I would take the, and I would add tax even. I would add tax to it. I would, ca- I would calculate tax. Okay, what's the tax rate in the apocalypse, Fred? I think it's 7.5% right now. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be near there. It's got to be way more because there's no buying and selling of goods in Barter Town. There's no buying and selling of goods in Carolina if you're Aaron Rodgers because you're never going there. That is adorable. That the Carolina Panthers would ask about Aaron Rodgers. Also, the t- That's like asking you about what's a good show to watch. If That's we, ridiculous. If we were to right now be like, name good quarterbacks in the NFC South, we would have a very good laugh. Yeah. If we were to say. It's going to take a while. If we were to say, bam. Tom Brady retired. 
Then there's Marcus Mariota got cut. We didn't even talk about it on the show. <laughs> and we won't. He was the starting quarterback. And he got cut. The best quarterback in the whole division also is a tight end in Taysom Hill. That's how bad quarterbacking is in the NFC South. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. All four rookies might end up in the NFC South. All four first-round Oh, that would be sweet. They're all be in the same division. I just got excited for the NFL again. Okay. <laughs> the rookie league? Yeah, I get to watch them. Just watch the XFL, dude. Develop. You talking about my 2-0 Battlehawks? You want to watch a bunch of rookies be overwhelmed by a game? Wait, that would have been if we had three wins. Let me take away one caca. Caca! Wait, I actually added another one. We've got to go 4 now. It's weird your dudes haven't had a home game yet. The only place that's going to show up to a game, they don't have games there. Well, so the thing about that is there was a boat There was a boat and tackle show, so they had to use the America Center for that. And then I think Monster Truck came to town. Okay. So that was a thing. And then a big QAnon convention. There was a huge QAnon convention. Uh-huh. And then they thought they were going to have a game the following weekend. But uh, the the Bob Ross Industries was doing a campaign with Bob Ross Instructors Night, and there was like a hundred thousand people in there. So, can you fit a hundred thousand people with the floor mm-hmm. in the America Center? Okay, I would assume you can. All right, that's a lot. Congratulations for a football game. No, it would be eighty. I think you get eighty. Whoa! With the floor, keep that in mind. Where they're currently playing, yeah. So if you were to if you were to have like sit a sit on the field. If you were to do like a Trump rally or something, uh I think you could get that many people in there. St. Louis will max out one of those. Not no, downtown St. Louis would not. But like once you get outside St. Louis, Missouri? Oh no. A Trump rally? Oh, it's incredibly liberal. St. Louis, Missouri and Kansas City, Missouri? There's in Columbia? Areas around it. I'm not talking about downtown proper and the university. There's people who live around that area. Yeah, but they wouldn't go to the inner city is what I'm saying. I First of all, I don't think it's understood here in the Southwest about like segregation that still exists throughout this country. But that in that city, that does not happen. We're exponentially nicer here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Everyone here is a shade we, of brown. We only have economic segregation here, not yeah. like actual segregation. No. Yeah. It's weird where I grew up, Griff. You don't even know. You don't even know. It's super weird. 80,000 people. I told you. 82,624. For what? Uh, St. Louis Battlehawks capacity. That's what I'm saying. So you, if you opened up the floor for something. You add another 20. You could have probably 20. Yeah. And I don't know what that would be, like Chris Stapleton on a stool or something. I have no idea. But that would be like how you get that many people in there. Chris Stapleton would kill there too. Okay. The number one draw there would be Nelly. And it's not even close. Oh, of course. A Nelly concert in St. Louis is what I believe heaven tastes like when you put it in your mouth. Can you do that? Is that or is that a Nelly lyric? I don't know. I don't know Nelly? either. Putting heaven in your mouth? We didn't pick a varsity today, so I'm going to talk about Miggy Cabrera whenever we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. There are two teams that are making the tourney, and you shouldn't bet on them. I'll tell you who this Saturday, starting at 7 a.m. with Name Three Players on The Sports Animal. Uh, 
I like A. Marie's new promo. Name three players every Saturday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Immediately following that, chop it up with Vern K. Saturday mornings are very good here. Saturday mornings are back, baby. You know who started that trend, Griff? Your boys. Two men on. Well, it was ABQ Central at the ABQ time. ABQ Central, yeah. Close enough. It yeah, was. I forgot. You started out with ABQ Central. Mm. I forgot about that yeah. one. Hmm. Yeah. We had sweet friend of the show shirts. Mm-hmm. I think I still have two. I think I kept one for documentary purposes. Like for when the Smithsonian calls? Exactly. Yeah, smart. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of them, but um, I had hey, them in all- I still got some season one two-men-on shirts, too. I, I, I hung on to like 10 of them for a special surprise later. I had a bunch of those friend of the show shirts in all sizes, like small, medium, large, extra large or whatever. And I created a game where I would just find someone I thought on the dating app that would work. So I gave them all away. Okay, like a parting gift? Yeah. Like, like you know how Derek Jeter-esque? Jeter yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. And I was like, oh, I got a large one. Start looking. That's how I did it. Give him like an iPad too or just the shirt? Just the shirt. Okay, I hope you gave him a good time. Yeah. Me too. They sign an NDA? I don't know what those letters stand for. I mean, non-disclosure agreement? Oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. They can yeah. wear the shirt anywhere. Well, I mean, just the activities, not the shirt. So during a spring training game? Which I love. <laughs> <sighs> I get to talk baseball. Miguel Cabrera had his first automated automatic strike call. Okay. He's been around a minute. Yeah. And A.J. Hinch, who's his manager. Hey, and good on Miguel Cabrera for not retiring like that coward Albert Pujols. All right. Just okay. quit on everybody. Griff, we're going to cut the show today early. <laughs> Uh, I'm not trying to catch a charge. Catch these hands, son. So so anyways, after Miggy gets called for the strike, he has like a moment of bewilderment. Bewilderment. Like they didn't tell him what was going on? No, no, no. He just didn't believe it was a strike. Oh. So A.J. Hinch says, quote, I don't know if Miggy has time to talk to the umpire, the opposing dugout, the starting catcher, our own dugout. <laughs> these habits are going to be hard to break for him. Little social butterfly up there. <laughs> it's so funny. This is the batter's clock and the strike zone. And I think I've, I don't know if we've talked about this on air. Did I give you my theory on this pitch clock? Did I talk to you about what I think was going to happen with this? That you're going to be at like Bush Stadium and it's going to, it's going to get down to 10 and everyone like the Royal Rumble is going to go 10, 9, 8, so on and so forth. Three. Who would it? And when who, they, would it, who do you think it would affect more, the opposing pitcher or the opposing batter? You do it when the other team is batting. Okay. You don't believe this will happen? Of course it's going to happen. I just don't know the effect it's going to have. And it has to be the whole stadium or you're just a bachelor party of, of jerks. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're describing us and our friend group every time we go to a baseball game. What will happen is Miguel Cabrera will be arguing a called strike against him from the pitch before, and then he will homer on the next pitch during like mid conversation, and he'll say, "Andale" or whatever he says. I don't know something cool. 
And then he speaks beautiful English. He's something called Miggy time. I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Miggy time. Yeah, baby. All right, we're buying MiggyTime.com right now. You know what this is? This is like uh, whenever me and you go golfing. You know how I just talk the whole time? Mm -hmm. Like when you're swinging, when I'm swinging, like none of it matters. That's what this will end up being for him. There's no (laughs) MiggyTime.com. Hear me out. Rob Manfred, hear me out. Unless you're a huge coward, you grandfather in Miguel Cabrera to not having to use the pitch clock or automated strike zone. You remember when Craig McTavish didn't have to wear a helmet forever in the NHL? This is the exact same thing you do, Van. Hold on, keep talking. I'm buying MiggyTime.com right now. Do not buy MiggyTime.com. We're going to have a new redirect to the program. What was your 1920s grifter name? Johnny Knuckles. Yeah. (laughs) Also, and I feel like we kind of say this every year, this is Miggy's last year. Just let him talk. Let him go out there. There's some dudes where, like, it will be funny to watch them move hastily. I think Miguel Cabrera is one of those guys. He's going he's gonna to step to the outside of the box, and the umpire is going to go, clock's taken, clock's taken. Because what else does the umpire have to do? He doesn't have to call balls or strikes. What else does he have to do besides tell you to step into the box? Nothing. It, nothing. It's ceremonial at this point. We just, on the program, we, like they played the bottom of the ninth without umps. He's just there with his little um, paintbrush to clean the bases. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. No, they got to hire a drone to do that. From the texter, this is literally 1984. Well, I mean, that's, that feels a little extreme. A little extreme. Yeah. But yes. (laughs) Can't argue that. We just can't let a robot team play in the major leagues. That's the floodgates. Once we have an all-robot team that can communicate with the balls and strikes and the robot ump, it's all over. No amount of Miguel Cabrera's can save you from that dystopian sport. We will be 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road, we'll be 20 years down the road, and future Don McLean Jr. will write a song about the day that baseball died, and this is it. He's going to reference robot umps in the first verse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it'll be... And, and, and Maggie tried to get Jiggy. There's something. There's a line there. I don't, yeah. Maggie time. I don't know what it is. And then, no more Maggie time. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> and they're saying, 10... Nine, eight, <laughs> seven. Uh. Oh, here, here it is. Here it is. Here's the song. Are you ready? Miggy, 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 can't you see? The time is running out on your at-bat. That's the song. <sighs> I feel- that, that was a good one. Strong. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I said Don McLean Jr. <laughs> there probably is one. I'd be probably be the third by now, let's be honest. There are multiple sweet, precious baby Manfreds at the YMCA Summer Dame Camp, so. 
hypothetical, hypothetical, sweet baby Manfreds, sweet precious innocent baby Manfreds, apples of everyone's eyes. Griff, you ever seen pictures of me as a kid? No, I have not. I'm, Are I'm, they adorable? I'm adorable. I'm that's da- what, I'm that's damn every, adorable. That's what every parent says about their ugly baby. You know how people have pictures of their kids on their cell phone background wallpaper? Mine is a photo of myself as a I child. I don't have I don't have those of my kids. Griff, your kids are super old now. Yeah. They're but like, when they were when they were babies. Baby. Yeah, but they hey, that one's in an ugly phase right now. <laughs> and that awkward stage, like that deer trying yeah. to walk. <laughs> Are your kids of that age where they're like flowers by Miley Cyrus sucks? Are they are they like that? No, actually, we were jamming that the yeah, other day. It's super good. It's probably the best banger. It's we're we're already in March, but it's the best banger of the year. Yeah, it started the year pretty strong. And they have been broke. Like this was our conversation actually the other night because my kids were like, "Haven't they been broken up forever?" Like, I'm like, "Yeah, she's still making money off that." Oh, that was about somebody? I didn't know it was about anyone. I want to say it's about her ex, Liam Hemsworth, the Hunger Games boy. Hunger Games boy. That's cool. It is pretty sweet. Isn't that Thor's, the Thor guy's brother? Chris. Uh, Yes, Chris. There you go. Griffin, do you know the Bruno Mars song, When I Was Your Man? Yes. Listen to that song again. Uh Uh-oh. Miley Cyrus directly stole it. From Bruno Mars. I could see that. That's old hat. Also, she stole the chorus from Nacho Libre, the Encarnacion song. <laughs> Griff, can we come oh, back to the Encarnacion song yes. after the break? Two oh, men on definitely. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. This is where New Mexico comes for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Uh, I don't believe this is Miley. What was the name of that song, man? Encarnacion. What is that? Oh, like the baseball player, Juan Encarnacion, who took a foul ball off the orbital socket, and it ruined his playing career forever, and... Uh, uh, Royce Clayton never really bounced back from that mentally or emotionally? Uh, not exactly, but super close. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it wasn't good. Let's your butt. All right, let's say you're a Major League Baseball player. Okay. And it's, hey, what's on your bucket list? What would be on your bucket list if you were a Major League Baseball player? Besides Grand Slam. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> Grand Slam's a good one. That's a super good one. I think I got one. You don't need a million dollars to do two chicks at the same time, Fred. You do if you're a guy like me. <laughs> uh, I think what I would want if I was a major league baseball player and I could have a bucket list, mm. I want to catch an opening pitch from like a sitting president. That would be cool. Like the ceremonial first pitch. That's a cool one. Yeah, I want to be behind the plate, and I want to nab it, and then I want to run up to him, shake his hand, pull a pen out of my pocket, have him sign the baseball, pocket it myself, and say, thank you, Mr. President. That's what I want to do. That's on my bucket list. That's a big one. Like, immediately my head went to, like, baseball feats. 
like I want to hit a cycle and a grand slam in the same game. Like something like that. That's where my head and my heart went immediately. Oh yeah, that would be cool too. Yeah. Okay, has that happened? Come here, Google. Yeah, I want to like be playing in San Francisco and bop one off the head of like a paddle boarder in McCovey Cove. See, yeah, that's what I was thinking, like hitting somebody. Like, yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be a cool one. A sitting U.S. president <laughs> in McCovey Cove. Uh, I mean, I just think, I don't know. I know there's one major league, or no, maybe it's a minor league baseball well, that has like the pool in the field. Arizona. Is that the one that has That's it? correct, yeah, yeah. I'd like to, yeah, it'd be cool to hit somebody in there. I agree with that. I didn't know how like secretly violent. Yeah, Griffin. Griffin hey, Griffin. Griffin's <laughs> yeah. dark, dude. She's got okay. some. She's got some pent up stuff in her. Her and I are not cool. Like she's. <laughs> I like all joking aside. And by the way, I went to Six Six Diner today for lunch. Nice. Had a blast. So I went to Six Six Diner what, today. Like a Baja Blast. They got Mountain Dew now. Uh, Ask me what my milkshake was. What Strawberry was banana chocolate had all three put in there. It was a. What? It was killer. Did you have them separate it? Like a Neapolitan. No. So it's like a banana split. It. You didn't layer it? In hindsight, I should have done that. Yeah, it's your loss. I'm stupid. That's okay. Can't hit them all out the park. What I will do is I'll order three separately next time, and then I'll have them pour them in. That is so many milkshakes. Then you di- then you can like make some weird straw where all the straws go in, and then it connects to one straw, so like you're sucking them all in, and they hit your mouth all at the same time. Griffin, you're off. a genius. <laughs> you're off. a genius. <laughs> Back of the house for radio production. Our boss here, the guy that runs the station, he's like, hey, more Fred and Van, less producers. And we go, not when it's Griff. Because <laughs> she's bringing the gold. You just hear what she said out loud? I'm, way, way better than what we're bringing. I'm over here doing a whole segment where the setup for the punchline at the very end is Mike Trout going, win a playoff game. Uh-huh. That's like the what, like that's the whole bit I'm doing over here. And Griff's like, hear me out. What if you get a bunch of silly straws, you wind them together? You know, like one straw, it looks like a pitchfork from American Gothic. And then you put other straws on top of those straws, and you get four of your friends. You're like, are you talking about a hookah? Griff, are you talking about hookahing a milkshake? If you ask an Isotopes player, they'd be like, I just want the Iron Man back. Where's Allsips to Miss Prime? Bring him back. That's all I want. Griff, how mad are you? Like as soon as the show ends, like when no one's bringing laughter in your life, is it like it's so quiet? (laughs) (laughs) All I hear are the little air conditioners going, and I'm like, it. Yeah, it's like kind of sad. Griff says to me, "I was laughing so hard during the show the other day," (laughs) and I go, "I don't even remember that show." Me and Van were talking a little inside baseball. I know we're wrapping up the program. Here. Right. little inside baseball. I was talking to Van earlier. I was like talking about the university job. I'm talking about this job. And I'm like, hey, I need like two or three things to go right for this program. Or like the summer is going to be rough. Van's like, how can it be rough? I'm so excited. He's like running a list of things he's excited about. And I'm like, I'm in year 20. Yeah. Like I, you know how many of these summers I've seen? We got some 20. really cool stuff coming up professionally. And that's like Fred's like, did that already. I don't care. I don't care. Jaded. Yeah. Van's like, all right, hear me out. Tour to Donut. I'm like, what is Tour to Donut? He's like, I'll tell you all about it. That sounds delicious. See? Mm-hmm. Kids these days. It's actually just baseball weights. Oh, well, I yeah. I know exactly <laughs> then what I'm you're kidding, talking about. I'm I kidding. Have, I'm kidding. I have like three of those in my room. 
It's a trash MLB survey. If you don't ask like a player from every team, if you're doing like bucket list items, mm-hmm. like don't just give me superstars. Like, and I want like the, you, like the quadruple A guy. Yep. Yeah. You meant that documentary thing that was just the down. Quadruple on, A guy's like, I want steroids to be kind of legal again, please, so I can get a job. Yeah. It'd be cool if I could get one D Gordon paycheck. <laughs> Some of the international players be like, what is a bucket list? <laughs> we have lots of buckets in Colombia. <laughs> yeah, God, I never put them on a list. Mm. <laughs> Such a good bet. <laughs> good program today. That's a good one. I had some fun today. Final words, man? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Well, I like that a lot. Griffin? I'll see you guys tomorrow. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.